1: Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, yeah. suck it nice. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. oh take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. He yeah, had the right ideas.
0: It's time for the you watch, I listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it,
1: just do it. Hello, hello. everybody.
0: One day I'm gonna beat you to that. Hello.
1: I. I One day. Um. No, I don't what want do you, you know to. Why? Are you recording on camera too, Josh? I
3: am. Are you?
1: Are you? Are you sure? Did right. you? Yeah. Did you? This is episode 59 and You Watch, I Listen. And uh, I'm very happy to be here today. It's actually a beautiful day outside right now. It is really nice. I was just out on um, the landlord's parents' boat on the lake, and it right. was beautiful. And then uh, we noticed some clouds coming in, and uh, her parents were like, it's supposed to rain. Check your phone. She looks at her phone. It's like, oh, uh, 15% chance of rain at like 230 her phone refreshes right after she finishes the sentence wow. it says 40% chance of rain in 10 minutes and we're like really Uh-oh. and literally like alright why don't we start bringing the anchor in the anchor gets hooked on something at the bottom of the lake of so course. I'm playing tug of war with it almost falling in the fucking water you pull it up and a tree and with dude, the anchor I'm not kidding it was stuck I'd, like, I was like <laughs> like I was pulling my pud and finally we get the anchor up and then instantly just downpour in the middle of the lake it just turn into the
0: perfect storm it, literally, literally George
1: Clooney, dude, and of the is Mark go Robert. you son of a bitch
3: <laughs> like right over the fucking
1: wave and uh so yeah th- that that was it but um let's get these out of the way and let's not forget our other sponsors today guys let's guys. talk about intercourse good okay. intercourse okay i'm talking about sex do you remember the days when you're always ready to go yes. now you can increase your performance to get that extra confidence in the sack listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's fucking working. Mm-hmm. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, like right after the show, me and you. Um, no. No, and I, I've been trying Blue Chew. Um, I think I might be addicted at this point. No, not really addicted. You can't get addicted to Blue Chew, but... It does that little something extra that I feel more confident when it comes to time to go up to bat. Uh, there you
2: go. Now this, like is the not, but,
1: now, this is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants an extra function, like I use it for, to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Most guys talk a good game, but most are one hump, one pump, dumb. Done. One, pu- one hump, one pump, one dump. Uh, a- <laughs> Of a load, uh, Blue Thanks. Chew can even help you through follow through on round two. There's always a second at bat unless There's you get sh- hurt. There should be Carlos Stanton. Uh, Stanton. Blue Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in discreet packaging, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness.
0: Now, now, didn't you tell me they FaceTimed you?
1: Yeah, they literally you facetime with them, and they just had to ask you some questions, general health things. Yeah. If you have hypertension stage two, um, and you don't, you could have Blue medication. Chew. If you're, if you're allergic to anything, if uh, IBS, if you've been on it before, yeah, if you have diarrhea um so, so blue is made in the usa and since blue Chew per- prepares and ships directly it's cheaper than a pharmacy Sick. right now we've got a special deal for our you watch i listen listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code y-w-i-l just pay five dollars shipping Again, that's b l u e dot com. Promo code Y-W-I-L like You Watch I Listen to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring You Watch I Listen. Absolutely. One of the
0: things I like doing most is banging whores.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank Frank. Thank
0: Frank Reynolds. So, listen, there was actually a pretty big fight last <laughs> night. Yes, I actually... Or made... Was it last night or the night before? It
1: was last night, I mean, and I made some night. money off that fight.
0: Yes, you did. So...
1: Where did I make that money, Taylor?
0: I, I'm pretty sure you chose... Bet DSI. Yes,
1: I chose Bet DSI to bet on Francis Ninganu against Junior Dos Santos.
0: And I think, if my memory serves me correct, I think you made the uh, correct choice. I also
1: bet on him to win within the first round, which he did. did. He really?
0: Yes. That, but those are stipulations you can only really get at Bet DSI. Now, why do you choose Bet DSI? That is a great question. Bet DSI has been paying winners for over twenty years and is one of the top-rated sites on all betting review sites. You use your sports knowledge, you make a little extra cash this week, next week, and every day moving forward, and they also have a very friendly, um, a very friendly interface. That always throws me off too. Mobile site. Psych- <laughs> I, I don't like keep saying mobile. I like it. Mobile. But BetDSI, they also have the fastest payouts in yes, the industry. Yes, I'm
1: going to get paid tomorrow.
0: It's simple. Yep. You play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options on everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports. You could
1: bet on what free agents are going to sign with what teams. That 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 is super intriguing to me because yes.
0: that was something I would like. Uh, politics, reality TV, uh, eSports, virtually Anything. If Colucci's
1: not betting on Big Brother, why are we friends with him? Yeah,
0: that's that's very much the <laughs> truth. I want to know. I want to know what his over under is in that. Like, ha, like if he's one money, go if look he's at his Twitter. Money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet the games from start to finish, every play, every minute, until the very end. New members get a 100% bonus match up uh, using promo code YWIL, stands for You Watch, I Listen. That's more than double your money to start winning today. I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI if you want to add some excitement to the sports you love, or any other sports you may be watching. Better yet,
1: take a blue chew, bet on BetDSI, make some money... And get a second round in with that Boom. fucking hard boner from your Blue Chew. You're
0: welcome, and you know it's only from our guys over here at BetDSI and Blue Chew. That's right. But I, like I said, once again, you want to go to betdsi.com and use the promo code. You get the 100% bonus offer plus a $25 free wager to go out and test the waters. Dip Especially your foot in. If you're not an experienced gambler, well, some you people you seem a little overwhelmed Some people,
1: when they go to the pool, I'm the person that jumps right in. Yeah. Some people just need to put their foot in and slowly go down the ladder and the steps. Mm. I just dump. R- I dump them right in. <laughs>
0: dump on. Yeah, them. You you testicles your- first. <laughs> you Need to figure it out, but like I said, like sometimes it could be a little overwhelming. And this twenty-five dollars sure. is a nice, easy way to ease yourself yeah, into it. Place a parlay, and you like you don't miss out on making some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet with BetDSI. That's right, and they have some of the best customer service out there. Absolutely, they will
1: call you the second you sign up to make sure you have no problems. I've which is
0: a, I've used the majority of betting websites in my in my career so far. I guess you could say. Yeah, I just I just money. filed
1: a class action lawsuit against FanDuel and DraftKings. Oh, really? Yeah, I signed up on that. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I'm gonna get like seven hundred dollars. I should too. Yeah. Anyone that's bet over $200 there. Um, this is not promoting BetDSI, by the way. This is something that actually happened. Uh, BetDSI does rule, though. Yes, they do. Much Absolutely. better than FanDuel and DraftKings. So,
0: yeah. Go to BetDSI. Listen, man. By I, the way, this I is not
1: marijuana. This is nicotine. I <laughs> Just to clarify.
0: I, re- I really wish I put money on that fight last night because I, I saw no way Junior Dos Santos winning I that saw fight. a
1: way that Dos Santos can win. He's He looked really good his last few fights and... Um, you know, while Francis just beat Kane, there was the question of the knee injury. I think it was. I think. Well, that, I, that I think was, he. I yeah. think he legitimately knocked Kane out, regardless. But you know, well, but we, there was also was the Derek out. Lewis fight, just two fights before that, that or three awful. fights before that. Um, so, and Junior Dos Santos is a much more technical striker yeah. than Derek Lewis, and um, pinpoint, then came Velasquez, yeah, he's got who was point accuracy. Yeah, he and um, he tried brawling with Francis, and he learned the hard way. You can't do that.
0: Well, that, like I said, that's the that's the one thing because Francis can just overpower you, and that's the one thing I saw coming. All right, so. Thanks to
1: Blue Chew and Bet D S I. Uh, Taylor, how was your week?
0: Uh really, really, really super busy week, man. I, I've I've had a lot of a lot of stuff going on at work, you know, and this and that. But I've also been very interested in a lot of different things. And what I mean by that is like the the Bob Lazar stuff. I've been yep, crazy busy. Fantastic. All, yo, nuts. But other than that, I had you know. Pretty killer week. I had a great weekend with the lady. And we yeah. had a,
1: we went to an awesome concert on Saturday. Oh, we, we went and saw it after we recorded. I'm still uh,
0: mad at Josh for leaving his fucking juice box in my trunk.
1: I didn't get my sandwich.
3: <laughs> That's even That's funnier. You walked w- away and they were probably like whatever your fucking number was.
1: No, dude, there was like four no. people that got their, that came in after us that got their food.
0: Josh, you uh, you come out, you eat your food. I'm disgusted and I leave and I go inside. Right, and I go, what number are you? What number? Are you? He's like 120 something, and I hear. 10 Oh
1: great <laughs> They reset awesome. it They had so, to reset it But there, there may be a point here that Because of my cunt My cuntness <laughs> I'm just gonna call uh, Because cunt um, Maybe that's why I didn't get my sandwich So maybe okay. it's just me um, You know um, I had a pretty good week Nothing to did really you? complain about It was a busy week at work um, Sometimes
0: it's just great Like when you're just consistently busy And you got nothing yeah,
1: You know what I mean Yeah I wa- I saw a few movies this week I watched a few I okay. saw um, I, did I watched uh, The New Pet Cemetery. How Uh I uh, it was, was it? okay. Yeah. It was it, you know, it the problem was the big twist in the movie they gave away in the trailer, which I yeah, you told I, me I that. can't I can't fathom why they did that because to change the little boy Gage be- getting killed to the daughter getting killed, it's everyone it been shocking when it happened and you saw it in the theater cuz right. no one was expecting it. Okay. And just overall, the way it was paced, um it captured the tone of the movie It just, I'll never watch it again. You
0: you, you just think it's like a poorly made, not poorly, but you think it's like a lesser remake? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it just, it it didn't have anything that stood out. Like, and that could have stood out if the shock value was there. The other movie I watched, um, and I had to do this because um, it was from the recommendation of uh, the man that set up our our interviews with John Rocker and Mark Coleman, an avid listener of the show, Brandan. Um, He said it was his favorite movie of the year. He said, "This was the best movie I saw in 2019." Was it? And I didn't want to watch it. Can you take a guess? It came out just this past year. Just this past year. Yeah, I, not I mean, something I'd ever want to watch by choice.
0: Uh, see, I really don't know a lot of movies that came out this year. Honestly, I mean, do you have any guesses, Josh? I yeah, I really, I really don't know.
1: Detective Pikachu okay. that wasn't bad. You know <laughs> for you what, know, what you it was?
0: Can, <laughs> no, that listen. was my mindset going in. You know what's funny? You know I don't know funny, if i ever you're not watch the only it again. Person to say that,
1: but for the type of movie it was, and me realizing what it was. It was a really good family film. Yeah. Um, it. I. I think it's funny that this Brandan guy recommended it to me because he's one of these people that's social justice warriors. This was like the epitome of a social justice warrior movie. <laughs> if you're, if you I don't look at things like that. But if you really want to break down the movies you don't like, yeah, right. you have to acknowledge them in the ones you do like. About a um, mixed, a biracial kid is a star okay. who teams up with a strong-willed woman, young woman who's a journalist. Fighting a corporate, a major billionaire corporation owned by an evil white man, and then you, f- then uh, yeah, exactly. It, okay. That that did. That's all the tropes of every movie they call social. But it was very well done for what it was. It was it, was, it was charming. I was very surprised, maybe because of my expectations. So Brandon, um, respect. Uh, that was a good one. Put some
3: respect on uh, Josh. Name. How about you? How was your week? Uh, I had a great week. Like Taylor, very busy. Uh, got a lot of uh things accomplished this week. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Wait, did you? <laughs> What? No, no. Oh. he
1: just looks like he had it.
3: <laughs> no, he doesn't. What does a person who has lead poisoning look like? He we went to we went to
1: school with one of them. Did you? Okay, TK. Think about this. We played basketball with him, and I, we, um, Ron Brenninger knocked him out once. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, now yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: So that's actually an insult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go on. All right.
0: Well. <laughs> no,
3: no, no, no. That
0: was pretty much it. But, uh, oh, okay. To, like, isn't it nice when you have those weeks where you're just yeah. consistently busy, nothing like who really did we have? have a, who
1: do we have a better week than this Can I guess? week? Can I, guess? I, I, I Can go, I guess? go ahead. I have one too. All right, all right. Here's my guess. Who, okay. It, it, who,
3: it, it starts out with a little you something just like tied this. Up with a home run,
1: you did. <laughs> no, save this. I need you to save this. You need me to save this because I have last, last word stuff coming up.
3: Okay. A I know where wow. you're going. I know where you're going because <laughs> I, I that also
1: so. includes one of the reasons why I'm trying not to have a bad week because I have to remove myself. Uh, I
3: concentrate
4: on what this old man was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
1: When we get to my last word, I'm okay with that. Okay. okay. Uh, because it, it involves that. Okay. That, that whole yeah, that the whole essence happy. of what that's about. Yes. We did have a better week than one. Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Just okay. Sucks, uh, man.
1: Okay. First off, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, First off, never watched the show. I did. Second off, didn't know she was on the show. Third off, saw a picture of her. Was she known for anything than those absurdly cartoonish boobs? Yes. (laughs) Was she? (laughs) Bad attitude. Well, he got... That's not true. He got shit-canned because he had a Hulk Hogan type reveal where he was dropping and saying... Oh, no,
0: he did the whole thing because his daughter was dating a black dude and he had the whole tape recorded thing. Well... What
1: it sucks at his wife, dad. Really, um, but, really so we sad. are having a better week than him, it really but is. But has sad. he even been in the limelight since I do remember so, him coming up in the news a while back when he was going to be the one that found El Chapo? Well, and I'm like, this guy sucks. Well,
0: he so I, he got arrested in Mexico or something like that because he went, he went and went and found someone to go with F- Sean Penn no, on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. He went down there with his brother and his son at the time, and they because, um, it wasn't like expedited to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, 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 I get what you
1: Please don't touch my knee ever he, Um
0: I'm sorry. It's Whatever.
1: Okay. I'm a, I, I took a blue now and I just came. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> I just did you a favor. Yeah. yeah. But no, it really does stink. Like Usually he, it's on your neck.
0: He's, um, he's one of those like reality TV stars on like A&E. That's all he'll ever yeah,
1: be. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, the only reality TV show I've ever really kept up with was like the first like eight seasons of The Ultimate Fighter I hate all reality TV beyond see, that because it's all fake
0: see I, I was I'm still kind of into Survivor I just watch it with my
1: parents I liked when I was Survivor a little kid my complete. parents watched Survivor and I liked it and then when I found out how fucking fake it how is fake, yeah the fact that they have like buffet courses back there and uh-huh. shit like and if someone is actually like hurting oh come have a fucking steak that's dude, not true. Right. No, Naked and out. afraid is more realistic. Dude,
0: the, like the first season when, like, they Richard actually Hatch. dude, they actually dropped them in Borneo with like nothing. Yeah, the one, one time had something had happened to the
1: real happened on Survivor, someone fell on a fire. I think it was My name
0: was Scott. It was in Australia, and he was trying to cook a pig. He passed out and he fell in a fire and burned the shit out of his. And hands. he probably
1: burnt the pig too, so the yeah. pig was useless. And
0: uh, this is how you know because oh, he, pig is so good. He had the he had a woman piss on his uh piss on his hands. To I think disinfect. that's what you're supposed
1: to do when it's uh you get stung by a jellyfish.
0: Well, yeah, well that's the same thing too. Like to disinfect. I just go to him
1: and tell him that a jellyfish stung me. All right, let's get into our reviews. Um, Josh, who's going first? Taylor. Taylor.
0: Okay, so you gave me Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. Mm.
1: Die Hard with a Vengeance. The third movie in the series, the only one that is realistically a connected sequel. There's parts in the second one that are connected because they're like, oh, you were the guy in the the plaza, and then uh, Carl Winslow, and yeah. Right. So uh, I just want to say
0: very much so to start the review, it's a good movie. Yeah.
1: It's a good movie. It's fun.
0: Do I Is it great? No, I don't think it's that great. I think it's a good movie. Um, I think that there's a lot of good things going for it. Again, the action speaks for itself, and Die Hard alone will, spe- will speak Absolutely. on the action. Um, the so, charisma of Bruce so,
1: Willis and Samuel Jack, the chemistry between them especially.
0: I thought about this on the way up here, is that, um, you know, like, they're people that are just born to play the roles sure. jackman wolverine schwarzenegger terminator yeah. rocky stallone shit like that mm-hmm. and willis is born ryan reynolds john green lantern yeah yeah <laughs> you know like he's born to play this role so i mean are you watching bruce willis or you're watching john McCain? you're watching
1: john McClane. you know what i mean you're watching john McClane as and, bruce willis <laughs> yeah, right.
0: but it's one of those things i mean it, it is a very much a fun movie jeremy irons as uh simon the gruber best
1: my favorite part of that movie is when they're starting to realize what they're actually doing in the in the reserve yeah, with the right. music playing Yeah, it's, fun. It, uh, it's marching yeah it, it's Fucking awesome.
0: It really is cool. Uh, there are definitely a lot of good parts. Uh, I want to say Samuel L. Jackson. Always makes me laugh Dude
1: he's I watch anything with him Almost anything I'll yeah. say Because wow,
0: He called right. me Jesus I look Puerto Rican to you
4: Yep yeah. uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> He
0: said Hey Zeus My name is Zeus
1: Dude he's <laughs> like, so Like fun- I'm gonna shove a lightning bolt up your ass <laughs> He Just the way he says things I mean The guy's in like I think if you're going to his IMDB He's he like in 80s now? He is like 100 He's not 80 No
0: no no He's like He's like In his late 70s I think
1: How old Look up Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson's age. Jackson is old He's dude. gotta be like I'll guess he's like 67 No
3: though.
1: he's in his 70s Is he damn for sure, Black don't crack, man. Good for them, bro.
0: He is. Wasn't he one that just got into acting later in life and just turned out to be great? Like, he
1: yeah, sure. yeah, pretty much. You know what I, what I, mean? I mean, he's seventy years old. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Mace Windu looks great. Yeah, Mace um,
0: but so, it, like I said, it is, it is a lot of fun. I, Jeremy Irons is the bad guy, and the fact that when my favorite part of the whole movie is when he finds out who he's talking it's Hans to Hans Gruber's brother, Tom Gruber's brother—and it's like. Oh, oh okay. shit and you know So it's, it's also
1: a vengeance thing you know That's it, why I Die Hard With a vengeance
0: Yeah And I, I you know, It's funny Like if you look at Jeremy Irons And then Hans Gruber Like they kind of You look, see it Yeah like you see There's a tiny Even though they're Two completely different people but, So like, the reason
1: I cool. they, So the first one's The best one But this one's my favorite Because I think It plays the most Almost like a James Bond kind of movie Because it it's uh, It's all these layers And it's a, a wider scope When they go into um, uh, Yankee Stadium And shit And he's and about yo, to get yo, sniped Yo he's
0: screaming Did you go to Fucking Yankee Stadium and Yeah you know, They're on the poster uh, With little things I
1: mean even like when you're going to the the schools that have the bombs in them and you see the bomb how it goes off and shit I that, thought it was the most layered so of the diehard movies that
0: part is very hard to watch especially in today's climate I don't want to turn it into that of course what I'm of course, saying no like, it's stuff like would they get even, away with it now even in 1995 that's still hard well, to a,
1: watch. a great movie in recent memory that was had a hard time even though it's an awesome movie when it came out with swordfish, swordfish because truff. they delayed it by like a year because it was supposed to come out like a month after 9-11 yeah and then when they I remember when they released a DVD they put a, uh, a warning on the sticker that it showed scenes of intense terrorism that may invoke feelings about the recent tragedy in America Mm -hmm. so in a lot of ways yeah you're right that that whole thing with the school I know when I've watched it recently I'm like wow like they would never get away with that. I'm, I'm, they would never. I mean, although it's, it's in the OA they have they use a school shooting in the first season or an attempt, to, and well, that show that everyone likes, uh, the Thirteen Reasons Why well, yeah. is about that kind of stuff well, and suicide and bullying. The other so thing, there is a way to do it, but in an action <coughs> film, I don't think they'd be able to get yeah, away with it. I mean, now. they
0: even did it in Sunday Anarchy. They did. Yeah. A, they did a whole angle mm-hmm. with the school shooting, so that part was actually crazy. But like I said, I, I really have nothing to complain about. Other, it's than... it's an enjoyable
1: I, movie. It's, it's fun. what an action movie should be.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I was more invested in the first one. I don't. Fair. Maybe I, I just Well I can never
1: recommend. say that th- I, I, th- That's what I always say With this like There's certain movies And series that they may not Be the best one mm. But it's the one You enjoy the most Like the one you have The most fun The easiest watch yeah. Like my favorite Mad Max to watch Is Fury Road But my favorite one Is The Road Warrior oh, yeah, right. Like it's one of those things My least favorite to watch Is Thunderdome And I still like Thunderdome Yeah right And But uh, what would you grade Die Hard with a Vengeance as?
0: Honestly it's about to slam I'm about to give it a 7
1: <coughs> 7 that's awesome yeah. A 7 okay yeah That's fair I'll Give it a seven. I-, I figured you'd like it That's the one I wanted you to see the most because yeah. I feel like that's the one you'd have fun watching yeah, and, and the, cool. once you watch it once it's so easy to put on because it's, it has more humor in it as well yeah. Samuel, Samuel Jackson t- was a great little element I
0: I like I like the whole buddy cop when well, it turns out that this is actually a prequel to the wildly successful cop out if, if I
1: it. liked cop out a cop lot out was funny, underrated dude.
0: Tracy Morgan makes oh he's great
1: laugh.
0: no dude. no dude, he's hitting his chest that's a mating call
1: just All right, so you gave me Jimmy Eat World's Chase This Light and I said to you that um, I'm pretty sure I'd heard the album I'm pretty yeah. familiar with Jimmy Eat World I've seen them at least twice I'm pretty sure it was a third time in there yeah. that I went in pretty fucked up and I came out even more fucked up so remembering it probably wasn't going to happen yep. um, I'm actually going to see them in a couple weeks Jimmy Eat World Who are they playing uh, with? Third Eye Blind That's at PNC it's actually a good pretty good show so Chase This Light um, this is an awesome album um, I, I have a hard time with Jimmy Eat World describing what like when we were doing that thing a couple weeks ago the top 100 pop punk bands uh-huh. I don't think they're a punk band. No, they're not. They're more of a traditional rock band. Yeah. And the the band that I actually found myself comparing them to the most not musically or even lyrically or sound wise, but when it comes to their discography, there isn't an album on there that I think is bad. Yeah, I can listen to an any one of on their albums, and I, but I also can't say there's one that I think is like a perfect album. But every song on there I can listen to, and the band I would compare them to the most for me is the Foo Fighters. Yeah, the Foo Fighters. Every album by them I like, and the, the only, every album is good and different in its own way. The only two albums I would say are absolutely are like classics are
0: obviously Futures and Bleed America. Those their the first two yeah. records. Yeah. Really.
1: So Chase This Light opening up right away. Big Casinos a fucking five. Big Casino it was great it's,
0: it's such an amazing song it's
1: the, so only one song on here got less than a 4 and that was um, uh, here, it here It Goes Let It Happen is a 4 Always Be is a 4 Carry You a 4 Electable always, a 4
0: Always Be is low-key a great song so
1: the, the, there's only one other 5 on here and that was Dizzy they, they open with a 5 they close with a 5 what mm-hmm. to me tells me they structured an album incredibly well um, you get to uh, Feeling Lucky is a 4 Here It Goes is a 3 Chases lights is a 4 Firefights is a 4 and Dizzy is a 5 uh, lyrically they, they weave between different concepts Concepts. Musically, the sound is different from song to song. Like one sounds like an upbeat, like it's going to be like a swing kind of song, uh-huh. and then it's just a straight up rock song. Some slow it down, some speed it up. His voice is so incredibly underrated. He is such a good singer. Dude. It's a smooth, flawless voice for yeah. what they do. He's not like this overpowering voice. No. He doesn't sound like you know um, Brandon Boyd and in Incubus. He doesn't sound like these guys that have these octaves they can hit. Yeah, but he's right. got this smooth voice.
0: Jimmy World is a band that's flown under the radar. For so long, yeah, and yeah, like, and but the thing is, they've written their hits that are, are honestly timeless, but they haven't relied on no, that no, and stay they've relevant.
1: maintained they've ma- maintained relevancy. They've reinvented themselves while still staying true to their essence, which is saying a lot. Uh, Jimmy World Chase this Lay. I'm going to give a four out of five. Sick. A truly enjoyable album. Um, and again, I like almost everything they put out. I can't say that there might be songs I don't like, yeah, right. but that's every band like a band like the Foo Fighters. There's just songs and albums I skip, but I like every album. Yeah, they're one of those bands I I can't I they're not pop punk they're a, they're a rock band they are a traditional yep. rock band because you hear musically they use weird bass breakdowns mm-hmm. their bass player doesn't play with a pick which for me is always like a big point I can yeah, hear it it's cool. um, four yeah. to five for chase the light Sick. all right, I really, I really all right. Like so this. Taylor my pick for you for this week I just rewatched this um, this is a movie that, no I'm uh, li- listen to me on this I think you're gonna come out of this feeling differently than you're expecting okay. uh, about the movie itself but I did ask you about this movie the other day this is a movie yep 28 Days Later yeah. is the movie you're getting. Now 28 Days Later is directed by Danny Boyle who just had Yesterday come out this week okay. about the Beatles. He also directed Slumdo- Slumdog see. Millionaire, 127 Hours, uh, a great, great train spotting, fantastic dire- fantastic movie, fantastic director. This movie is solely responsible For the zombie genre being reborn into film and television, it was pretty much, it was only coming back into entertainment in general via Resident Evil. And the thing that he introduced that hadn't been seen since the original Return of the Living Dead in 1988, I think, was the running zombie. Okay. The sprinting zombie. And I actually struggle World War Z
0: zombie.
4: Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: But I actually struggle with calling this a zombie movie because it is not the undead, it's humans with rabies. It's actually if you see how it starts, the whole concept of the movie, Cillian Murphy's a star, the guy that plays Scarecrow and Batman begins. Okay. Fantastic actor. Yeah. Um you see how this all starts and then it says 28 days later and it's him waking up in a hospital bed to a, a completely deserted England and surviving okay. from there. And oh my God. um and the the thing I the the music in this movie is so perfect for the tone of it. The score, it, like, the, the, helps the score, it, helps set it, it. just it, it, it builds up anxiety and drama and dynamics. It, it's not as much about the horror of it, but it's about building connections and relationships in this horror. People that you otherwise never would have met. Um, it, it actually has a very very good sequel as well. Twenty eight weeks later, that actually kickstarted Jeremy Renner's um being a star okay and it was and Rose Byrne was in it as well but it was Jeremy Renner's first like big breakthrough mi- mainstream movie oh, shit, but the difference between this 28 days and 28 weeks 28 weeks plays more like a horror action movie yeah, right. well this one to me is as much a drama because um, you feel for the characters and their plight and the things that are happening and how low people humanity would sink in a situation where there is no law there is no rule where the military complex controls everything and can dictate how things go things and num- get weird and it it is widely considered one of the best horror movies since 2000. Okay, but in outside of a couple of scenes, I don't view it as a horror movie because I feel more for the characters than I ever felt terror in it. Right, and again, this if without 28 Days Later, there probably is no Walking Dead there is no world war z there is no this relevance of zombie media back and mm. it solely started it and again i don't know if it's necessarily a zombie movie because it's a different take on it it's not these things where if you die you come back so
0: i i guess uh, michael scott's fun run they never they never found the cure did they
1: correct they never found the cure for rabies <laughs> um they call it you're infected they call them the infected so okay. it's kind of like if you're playing left for dead Ooh, yeah, in fact, so I think you're really going to like this movie. Okay. Um, there's going to be certain scenes that I think you'll see them talking about the emotion of feeling for the characters right. and thinking about if you were in that situation where it's almost, it is The Walking Dead directly ripped Rick being in the coma In the first well, season From 28 say, days later When you said that It's 100% yeah. From 28 days later And it, it's widely Considered like The most One of the most Influential horror films Of this generation Sick. So my pick for you 28 days later Awesome
0: uh, Not too excited But I'm sure I'll change my mind When I watch it I think it. you're gonna like it So for this week's pick I, I, I was kinda confused On what to give you One I wanted, I was like Thinking about giving you Like a compilation album Okay
1: But Like I, greatest hits
0: No more or less Like um uh, 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 like the punk goes pop stuff I got you. Okay. But in the middle of doing all that and listening to the songs, finding out which one, I came across a song by a band that I haven't listened to in a very long time. I uh, like uh, very much a Corky Butchek. You know Corky Boochek? Bing bang, bing bang, bing. bing.
1: <laughs> de- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Is your album Corky Boochek? <laughs> Josh. <laughs> that was good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, all right. It's,
0: funny, so- it's funnier than Ralph. That's uh, <laughs> not saying much. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And, uh, and Ralph is also gay. No. So, so for, um, I'm gonna give you one of the. Um, I'm gonna give you midday parades. Okay. A lesson in romantics.
1: All right. Tell me about it. This
0: album came out around 2006, 2007. Again, all these albums came out around the same time. This is the height of the emo movement, and the height of like that sad boy, the re- rebirth of pop punk, really. Okay. Um. A lot of people equate Mayday Parade because they're still around to like an all-time low. Or Like, sure, they have a relatively younger demographic. You know, it's it's just a different feel and it's a little lighter. Um, but with this album, what a lot of people fail to see is that Mayday Parade was at the forefront of the of the pop punk revival, sure. and they were one of the biggest bands at the time. Um, Derek Sanders and Jason Lancaster were both in the band at the, at, um, at during the recording of this album, okay. and Jason left and formed Go Radio. After the fact,
1: okay, I know. Go radio, yeah.
0: And Jason Lancaster really was the the driving force behind the band, and this to me is their all time best work. Cool, it's an all time classic record, and P- it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. So this week is Mayday Parades, a lesson in romantics beautiful.
1: Is there any song specifically you want to highlight for me?
0: Yes, I want to highlight. Uh, I think that's
1: something we should do. Um, yeah. Tell me your favorite song on each album, too. So, um, I think that's a cool idea. So
0: the I'll give him my favorite song on this album was actually the first single. It's called Jamie All Over. It is a bit of you know the the Lyrics are a bit heavy handed. Take it as you are, as you I don't will. think
1: that's necessarily. I, there's certain times I think that's okay. Right. Because but, I think a lot of that has to do with the sound of the song, too. But, uh,
0: co- but when you listen to it and when you accompany, when you accompany the music with the lyrics, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. It's a lot of fun. Well, it's such an upbeat. Well, one record. thing,
1: nice thing, uh, next week being our 60th episode, I give you an album, you give me a movie.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to have we, to really dig because you've seen everything. I have.
1: There's got to be something. So you got to do the same thing I do. You send me a list of things. And yeah. even if it's something I haven't seen in years, maybe seen once.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, the last movie I. Gave you had to be in black and white. The
1: last one you gave me was like during World War II. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, so, actually, one of the reasons I wanted to bring up, um, one of the reasons I actually gave you 28 Days Later and it came into my head is because while Danny Boyle was doing the media rounds okay. for yesterday, he actually announced that there is actually a script for 28 months later, oh. which I think is pretty cool. Okay. Because 28 Days was really big, 28 Weeks did really well, and then it's kind of, there's also a graphic novel that was really good in between there, but. People kind of waiting to see is the genre is a little oversaturated, obviously, but I think people are interested to see where it could go with this because they did a good job with the first two, and Danny Boyle being attached to it, that they have a script that they really like, and the idea that twenty-eight months, how much different things could be. Well,
0: are fans excited that like they're coming back and bringing back the franchise, like the original? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's been thirteen years, twenty-eight weeks. I think was two thousand six. Because
0: when you say it's all, it's clearly you're right. There is an oversaturate, an oversaturation of zombie flicks and stuff like that everything so like are, are you saying like people are stoked because it it, it's, it, it because redefined the genre when 28 days later yeah i would out. say
1: that's part of it it, it definitely maybe it, it might do it
0: again with this if, one
1: if you were making a list of like the top five zombie movies of all time, I would have a very hard time leaving it off. And that's coming from a guy that's an aficionado of the yes. older ones especially. And I prefer like the slow-moving ones. But 28 Days Later is just a genuinely good movie. At 28 Weeks, while I said to you it's more of an action movie, yeah. there is the opening sequence of 28 Weeks Later is legitimately horrific. It's actually scary. Like it it scared that scene scared me more than anything in 28 days and the rest of 28 weeks. But you don't feel the same thing for the characters. I'd be very interested if they go back to 28 months because 28 weeks when you think about it isn't as long. You know what I mean? 28 months, it could almost get back to that same point that made 28 days so unique. Um so yeah, I think that that's very exciting to hear. That is cool. Um we got another sequel that just started filming this week. What do we got? Space Jam 2. <laughs> so I this is what I wanted Guess. to ask. Um, will what? you see it? Probably, Josh.
3: Not in the theater. yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Unless someone tells me, like someone I trust tells me, like it's actually really, really good, I won't. I won't see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm not going to. The theater um. I. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Will Michael Jordan make a cameo in it? Well, I think he should. Well, if they have like it'll be great if they have like statues of him in like uh, Looney Tune Land or whatever. How are they going to implement this again?
3: Imagine if they heel turned him and he was the owner of the Monstars. Oh shit, <laughs> that would owner. be pretty
1: cool. That would be dope. But I know that they saw a bunch of the players on the set. Clay Thompson was there with uh, crutches. Yeah, you know it's weird because like. As far as like the the Pixar stuff goes, I like every time I see one of those movies, I like them. I just do not get excited for them anymore. Like yeah, I like love I love Toy Story 3. I do think it was pretty overrated because adults made it sound like it was this game changer. It was a good movie. Toy Story 3 was really I, good. I loved Toy Story 3. I, I listen. Loved I would it. say I loved it, but I do think I don't think it was as good as the first one. I don't think the second one was as good as the first one. The I st- like, i on I love The Incredibles, and I still haven't gotten and seen The Incredibles. I thought The Incredibles was probably their most underrated, See, and I still haven't watched The Incredibles 2.
0: I never saw The Incredibles. I never had you, the would, like the, you would like you would like The
1: Incredibles it. a lot. I tell you <laughs>
0: what, the one I love the most, and a lot of people don't talk about it enough, I love Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph I is think awesome. Wreck-It Ralph is amazing. Big Hero
1: 6 was really good. I heard that was actually really um, funny too. Up, I mean, almost all these movies. So Almost all these movies. Ollie's really good, they're really good, but as an adult, I have a harder time getting excited for them. And but again, they're not making it for me. And, like, I've, I, like, I have a friend that saw Toy Story 4. He goes, it was pointless. And I'm like, it wasn't for you. Like, yeah. like of course, they're, they're capturing the adults that grew up with Toy Story that want to see it, which, you know, obviously is not us. We'll see it at some point. But they're also pulling in a new generation. Yeah. Look how much of a gap was between Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, for example. It was a, a long-ass time. I actually don't even like those. Those are, like, yeah. among my least favorites.
0: Finding Dory was
1: hilarious. Um, I am going to see a movie this week. What movie? Um, On Wednesday... Night, I am very excited. Uh, we get actually two really cool things in a matter of two days. So I wanted to ask you guys actually, sure. which are you mo- more excited for? And I know your answer. Are you more excited for Midsummer or Stranger Things season three? I know yours is Stranger Things, Taylor. A thousand percent. Josh, Spider Man. Sp- of course, Spider Man. You, you gonna... just saw Spider Man in something three months ago.
3: Yeah. Well, now I'm going to go see him in something. I'm again. excited for Spider Man too, <laughs> Dude, but I, the I did not give you I did insane. not give you an option
1: for Spider Man, right, motherfucker. The
3: yeah, exactly. That's all. I didn't need,
1: I didn't say see all of the above I, or Spider Man.
3: That's a, that's like a crazy three days. I'm seeing Spider Man on Tuesday. Then we're going to see Midsummer on mm-hmm. Wednesday, and then Stranger Things is on on Thursday. Like that's wild.
1: You're going to finish Stranger Things in one day, both of you, I bet.
3: Well, I, I, uh, I, you know what? I'm, no, not I'm, as, gonna... I'm not as excited for this one. I don't know. I'm I definitely excited,
1: but I'm also now I've never been. Someone that is—I've never really watched an entire season. I, I don't like binging a season in one day always, unless yeah. it's something I've seen already. Because I feel like it's you eat something so fast you can't enjoy it, kind I'm of trying thing. To think of the
3: last thing that I watched all in one day. Yeah, I like so was, what, for
1: the first time. Yeah,
3: I, I, all in one day,
0: probably not. But I, I just rewatched all season two of Stranger Things on Saturday just to get ready. Yeah, for yeah. I think
1: three. it's fine because it's, it's, awesome. awesome. it's also one of those things. Once you've seen it, you don't have to pause it when you need to go take a piss. Yeah. Like yeah, you, right. you know what's happening. Um, it, it's not as big a deal but I am excited for Stranger Things I um, I don't know I don't know if I'm as excited as I was for like season 2 and I, I can't explain why but I am very very excited for it I think probably the reason is because there is so much stuff out now yeah. there's so many shows there's so many things to watch but like, that Midsummer the... is absolutely at my top right now though that is my number one movie I wanted to see this year based on what Ari Aster did with Hereditary uh, there's a couple more on there but uh, I am excited for Spider-Man as well um, the reviews I... for it are great I'm excited to see how they set up phase 4 um, I'll go see that within the next week or so too.
0: I really need to see yesterday. I really need yeah, to see like, I, that whole concept to me is
1: so interesting. That's why I was kind of bum when people told me they don't really go into the concept, and it just is more of a romantic comedy. Is that really? kind of bummed me out. Uh, they said it, the the sound, my friends that saw it said the movie doesn't go the way you expect it or think it should. Like based right. on the way they push the trailers, it doesn't become as much about that. Idea as it does the romance angle, which kind of bums me. I yeah. I, I think you have so you can always put a romance angle in there, but that should not be the driving force of the movie when you're talking about the Beatles. Because
0: that's such an interesting idea. Because I, I think I, I asked my father about that. Because he's like, "What's this? What's this Beatles movie I'm seeing? Is another stupid?" I'm like, "No." I mean, imagine waking up one day and the Beatles do not exist. And my dad goes, "I that I." I, he you can't. Honestly, he can't picture that no. even being a thing. And, and that's why I'm just so intrigued. Yeah, by I, I think
1: there's also one coming out that, Josh, you might be more interested in. That's like a Bruce Springsteen one. Um, have you seen the trailers for this it's called Blinded by the Light? No. I think it's about some Indian kid that, um you know, very strict Indian family. And he discovers Bruce Springsteen, like the stories that he has about like escaping his hometown and like finding who you are. But they incorporate all Bruce Springsteen songs on it. That actually looks pretty cool, too. I think it's called Blinded Man. by the Light, um, which... If, if you have music that I like, I'm going to try and watch the movie. Yeah, I um, Like, I did that with Rocket Man, and I was disappointed. With yesterday, again, I trust the director, but I after people I trusted saw it and said it wasn't what they were hoping, I, I'm probably going to skip it in the theater, especially since the music isn't as relevant a point as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's but what I thought, too. I, don't, I also think there's a level of the trailers made it look like it was going to be this mind-blowing movie. Yeah. And the expectations get level. Another movie that Danny Boyle directed, that, the, his most successful one, a movie... So remember when our, our local movie theater we have, uh, Kinelon, used to do Free Movie Tuesdays. Yes. And you'd go and you'd want to see like the newest, most popular movie, and then you get there and it's sold out, so you have to go see something else. So one time, me and my buddy Dan Hawley were going to see something on Free Movie Tuesday, and the movie we wanted to see was sold out. So we were like, Let, what's not sold out? And it was this movie called Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> dude it's a great movie no it is I'm just I was saying, like, shocked at how good of a movie Slumdog Millionaire was like, like,
0: like that's the one you accidentally saw yeah we like, saw it by accident crazy.
1: and I was like this is a really really good movie And it's, shit, it's an original concept yeah. it's filmed in such a cool way the way it goes back and forth and not a movie that I would ever put in my wheelhouse but when you make a good movie it's the the genre really shouldn't matter. The style shouldn't really matter if you make a great movie, and that's what they did with Slumdog. And that's another reason I trust Danny Boyle. So maybe I think with yesterday, like Slumdog Millionaire, had no hype.
0: Not much yesterday
1: right. had a lot of hype. So I think there is a level of your expectations versus what you actually get. Yeah. Right. So like I'm a little worried with Midsummer because my expectations for i think the trail even if i didn't know who the director was my expectations would be high because the trailer is so cool was that
0: the one where they're like oh it's like 14 hours of light a day yeah yeah the
1: midsummer festival in crazy. and um it's the the girl the girl it's the star of it was um she played Paige in fighting with my family uh she's really good and she i guess she saw the movie and she said something that you know she knew what the movie was about as it was happening but it she didn't realize until she saw it how disturbing it actually is and when i hear that that gets all the little wheels turning like fuck my head up like hereditary did like i want you to fuck my head up because that's again we talk about tv shows and things taking risks and horror is in such a good spot right now because people are taking risks like this is like a golden age of horror after a weird lull after the ring came out when it was just japanese remakes and these found footage films just over and over and there are good found footage films in there. Yeah, as as above, so below is really good. Cloverfield's really good. I'll
0: even I'll even say the first Paranormal the first, first Paranormal, Paranormal
1: activity, activity is a groundbreaking film. It was made for fucking eight thousand yeah. dollars, and Steven Spielberg bought it for twenty thousand. And look how much money it made. You
0: know, say, how many sequels have they made? Like They're about to make now?
1: another one. And Another one that's a good example of that was a Kickstarter. cost almost nothing to make. Was Saw, which Whoa. they just started filming. Chris Rock's reboot of that. Um, I
0: forgot you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: pretty so, cool. So like, and I, you know what? I was shocked to hear that. Is actually, I'm shocked people are saying it. Apparently, the Child's Play remake is pretty good like people I trust said it's actually pretty damn good yeah. and my expectations were poof, I had no interest in it and then I hear you'll actually be surprised at it and the way it goes and the cast and Mark Hamill I, I,
0: I did hear that uh, Aubrey Plaza is. Pretty, I heard
1: she was really yeah. good which is not a role I'd ever expect from her and I'm not even a big fan of her I wasn't a, I, I would say I was not a fan of her at all until I saw this movie called Ingrid Goes West that I did didn't really have much interest in it was just like a black comedy taxi driver kind of like observe and report where she was actually the villain but she was the main character in a lot of ways um but i like that she's kind of branching out and it does the only reason child's play kind of rubs me the wrong way is because you're changing the the dna of the story you're taking out the voodoo of it and because that's what you've never seen child's play i'm assuming so in child's Play, Chucky. He isn't just like a doll that becomes, you know, he's just weird. This serial killer named Charles Lee Ray transfers his body via voodoo to the closest thing so he can then then he could kill a child and put his soul into a child's body right. and be a person so that's where it comes from and in the new one it looks like it's just ai gone bad and that kind of fucks with the dna of the story which is what i've complained about with like man of steel that they changed the dna of superman yeah, yeah, no, that was my do, biggest right. problem and i think it was just a poison pill to the entire dc universe Michael Shannon you save that he, whole movie. yeah and um you you can't do that with a lot of these things but I do think because of the the nature of AI in today's world, it, that is something you can do. Black Mirror does it every fucking episode, don't they? About technology and AI. So I'll give that a chance when it's able to stream. I'll, I'll try it out. Black, um,
0: Black Mirror is next on my list because right now I'm I pretty, think, I, dude. I'm heavy in the Shameless right now. I
1: think yeah. I, I told you once you're done with Shameless season five, just stop. Just stop after season well, five because
0: my my girlfriend's been watching, like I, she's been skipping ahead, so she's been she's on season nine and the, the couple episodes I watched, I I kind of dig. Well, it's
1: about to fall off a cliff because everyone left. Emmy Rossum's off the show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. everyone left the show. Jesus. Like what, the, what, almost what about, uh, what, what's his name? William Frank. H. Macy. Yeah. He's still on it, but Emmy Rossum's really the star. Yeah. Well, do
0: you notice know, so I didn't know? The guy that plays Jerome from Gotham is, yeah. is uh, the gay Yeah, game. For the yeah. reason, I didn't put two and two yeah, together. Yeah, that's Jerome. awesome. Yeah,
1: Um, that's another good example of something where you can kind of change the DNA of something. Gotham kind of changed the DNA of a lot of these stories we knew. Yeah, was super, they made Oswald yeah. Cobblepot like incredibly sympathetic. Although, by the way, speaking of Oswald Cobblepot... Um. Of penguin. Uh, they so they just cast Andy Serkis into um the new Batman into the Batman. What? Who's he gonna play? What? Who's he gonna play?
0: Andy Serkis a yeah. Batman. Yeah,
1: the oh, Batman. I'm it's so called happy. the Batman. Right. Well, because originally I guess they wanted Josh Cad- Gad to play Josh Penguin. I, I don't like him really. He's he's, he's, he's okay. too over the top for me. Like he's very animated in his acting. But Andy, I'm trying to think. He could probably play the um Clayface because
3: Clayface uh, Killer Croc.
1: Yeah, True Killer Croc's yo, a good him one. Yo,
3: Killer Croc would be ridiculous. Uh, there's a
1: few that you could do. You could do the 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 what's it? uh Man Bat, the Human Bat, or whatever. That that's that's one. Up. There's um, a bunch of them you can do. What, but I mean, we, if you're thinking about ones that need like CGI heavy focus, there. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Well, honestly, there's a bunch of them. Well, I yo, mean, wait, what if he did like Mr. Sol- Fr- you could do Mr. Freeze.
0: What about like yeah. Sol- Solomon Grundy?
1: You could do... So- That's a good one, actually. That's Solomon Grundy's one that you could one. definitely do. Born on a Monday. Um, there's a bunch of them. I still want them to do Riddler right on, on a movie, and it always should have been Crispin Glover playing him because Crispin Glover looks like what the Riddler would look like. Nice. Um, I, I I know for a while they wanted Robin Williams to play the Riddler, and good luck. Uh,
0: I, oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Um, so yeah you said you've been watching that Bob Lazar stuff and I guess reading up on him Yo, um, it Yeah, it is
0: some of the trippy I remember because I watched it and I texted I you watched and that and this I, week and the and documentary I go yeah. dude please tell me you've seen this and it gets crazier so as it goes on I
1: watched it over two nights Um. so this documentary he was on Joe Rogan last week um, and the, the movie's called Bob Lazar Area 51 and UFOs I think yeah, is the name UFO- of it well, Flying Saucers uh, and Flying Saucers and um, the whole pre- I'm sure most of you guys have heard about this at least but he's been well known in the alien community the the, pe- the Paranormal? The no, extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial, yeah. the extraterrestrial um, world. I guess the paranormal world, too, you could say. Yeah. Um, he worked on off of Area 51 on um, what he said was a flying saucer, and that he was supposed to reverse engineer the engine to figure out how it f- levitated, how it flew, because it was producing its own gravity. He said that he went to go put his hand on it, and it pushed away. It produced its own gravity. And... The, th- the reason I'm willing to give him credence, and I'm not saying I outward believe him, but he is the most believable. Of anyone I've heard. Yes. And the thing I like is that he hasn't gone into tiny green men and aliens. He hasn't said anything about that. And even when he was questioned that he said he saw something, he said it was probably a dummy. He isn't going into one of these like tinfoil hat freaking out conspiracy Yeah, I theorists. was going to
0: say, because uh, the, the thing that the documentary does so well, it goes from when he initially broke the story with George Knapp, and then it also boils down to how he's told the story throughout his life. It hasn't changed. For 30 it years, the story changed. has stayed the same. The stuff he said in the documentary to the stuff he said to, to uh, on Rogan was word for word verbatim exactly the same now a lot of people would go crazy and say like we well, said it so much it's rehearsed he knows yeah, how and to some say pe- and
1: some people also say well he said it a little bit differently this time but he even said like it, it's kind of hard to remember you know minute by minute details well, of every it's, little it's spe- thing but the, the basis of the story has remained the same
0: now me I will I a thousand percent say and go on record a thousand percent say and go on record and say I 100% believe him um, yeah sure you know what I mean and I will say that I'm the, inclined to believe him the, the craziest part about it was when he's talk he's talking to he's talking to the, the, the maker of the movie sure. and they do that whole, fas- that whole flash forward mm-hmm. when he's talking about uh and Id- you, and Mickey Rourke does
1: the commenter, you choose if you want to believe. Yeah, dude, I love that. <laughs> I know, just Mickey, I didn't even I, know it was item him. Item 9,
0: but no, it's item 115. Element, I ta- element 115. Element 115, which he talked about in the 80s and that was the fuel. It yeah, he said
1: that about- it was some new element that was not of this world that I guess can be used to manipulate and create waves of gravity.
0: So now, and the thing is what he was saying nothing was, on earth can
1: do that nothing well, creates ga- gravity but gravity now
0: he was saying this in the 80s it wasn't until about four years ago that they actually confirm that gravity is waves and not gravitrons yeah like neutrons and electrons it's waves of gravity it's waves and
1: if you can manipulate gravity it, you. we also know that you can manipulate light yeah, well, which is crazy. One you, of the things they talk about. If you
0: can manipulate light, you can manipulate gravity. You can manipulate time because gravity is, is the central focus of everything within Absolutely. the Noe universe. Absolutely, like interstellar. That's that's the craziest part about this whole thing is that like he, the stuff he talked about in the eighties, slowly but surely things started. He was right about a bunch of things, like the the uh, the hand scanner. Well, to get the, to the enter S four.
1: One of the reasons I'm inclined to believe him, and I, I I've I'm going to say I do believe him. Uh, the I reason do. I, I don't say it confidently is because, like anything, without definitive proof, I trust his word. I do trust his word because he has nothing to gain. He's taken no money. He's got no financial well, gains he, from this. He, uh, he uh, declines money. He wouldn't even let Rogan fly him out for the podcast. No,
0: no, he, uh, he, uh, he donates
1: it to local science yes, school, exactly. science programs. Um, the fact that the government's c- continuously hounded him, and some people were like, if he knew anything, they would have just killed him. They wouldn't kill him if he had Element 115 and they didn't know what happened to him
0: so they would also
1: not kill him if there's a fear that that's going to make people believe him or the government took him out
0: No, well, that that's the whole part of it. When they do the flash forward, because he asked a question, did you take it? Sure. They flash forward it, so they don't show you, so you don't know if he said yes or no. Yeah. And immediately after, the thing that's so weird, we talked about it with Jack. Actually, was that um, they're listening through the phone. Yeah. Right. Of course, always. They bury the phone. The very next day, he gets a text message that, "Oh, dude, I'm getting raided by the FBI right
1: now." Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to me. Josh actually had a tweet thread today about how he was talking about a a serious um, subject yesterday. Um, I don't know who he's talking with, but talking with someone about it. And then the next day, he's getting emails about that very subject, but he hadn't Google searched it or anything, yeah. so it wasn't like cookie trail crumb when they're doing um, ad. Um, re, re, it's called retargeting marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do that, and I've I've been hesitant. I've never done the fingerprint scanner on my phone. I've never. I mean, they probably take it anyway, regardless. Um, being fair, but I mean, I'm, there's also a level of I'm I'm fully aware that everything they want on me, they have already. Yeah, like, they can That's tell. The I mean, the the privacy policies and any social media. To sign up on. Do you read them?
0: No, never. I, I dude, most do. Most do, do you read the terms and conditions when you update iTunes? I don't got no. time
1: for that shit. No. Hey, most of them just let you click I agree. I remember the f- only one I really remember that made me scroll all the way through. It was Napster back in the yeah, day. Napster. We'd Napster. Me. They it. would actually call you out if you didn't. So, <laughs> but I mean, I my distrust for the government. Is always I've always been skeptical of them, but my distrust for them, which is why I'm against any kind of laws that they force you to do things. I was having a debate and discussion about this the other day. I don't know if this is a political subject, but the idea that the government can sign laws that force you to vaccinate your kids. I'm not an anti-vaxxer whatsoever. Yes, I think it's fucking stupid. But... I well, have I have a, I I I have fear when I think about the idea that the government can tell you legally we have to put this in you you can be arrested. I think the proper way to do it is like all right if you don't want to get your kid vaccinated fine he's not going to public school. I think that's um, an incredibly you're, slippery. You're you're story. gonna you're gonna get to, um, you're gonna get taxed higher that you have to have certain requirements in your home like make it so that you have to do it but also when you're forcing people to do things, that is one step away because if they legally can do it once, that's the first domino to fall. Right. One law changes everything. It's the same idea with uh, giving everyone shit for free. Eventually, that means they control everything. Yep. I see how the... guy, go- Dude, What the two things the government controls are the post office and the DMV. And what are the two most unreliable things in this country the that the you have to do? The post office and the DMV. Dude, who likes... And I want them controlling everything. No. <laughs> no. And that's why I trust what I- Bob Lazar is saying is because... I trust a stranger that I see from a podcast and a documentary more than I trust the people that we elect to help us.
0: But the thing is, is that that like, but but the, 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 the number one thing I take away from all of that is like, and you met, you hit on it before. What does he have to gain from
1: that? Absolutely nothing. Nothing.
0: What does he have to lose? Everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they, and
0: they went into it how like how when he was working at the place was called S four, not exactly Area fifty one, but
1: right in the same vicinity. In the same vicinity. They expanded Area fifty one because when it started coming to light.
0: Right. Exactly. So the but the party was saying was is that you can't say nothing, you can't do nothing, whatever. So his wife thinks that uh, that he's having an affair so she has an affair but not to mention they're tapping the calls and everything like that but why would he, why would he that's a very personal and a very sure. painful traumatic experience
1: dude so his whole was, life has just been shit on I mean they took away they, they erased like his entire history and backlogs of things and whether you believe that or not you know I mean there's no proof that he went to any of these schools and he's been debunked in certain things and it it's, it's a very difficult conversation because it's your word versus the government saying none of this happened right. and no matter what you believe he's just created so much such a complex he's we have such a web that the idea that everything in that web is not truthful i find very hard to believe mm-hmm. and the fact that over time and over the years we've been told more about originally area 51 didn't exist yep and then it became okay it's real okay this is happening there but we can't tell you about this and we've talked about this with like the jfk files what can't you tell us yeah exactly what is what is so fearful what it would be one of the biggest finds in human history if they acknowledge yes, there is other life out no, there. It, There's the also the idea find. that what if these people were here millions of years ago? Whatever these creatures, well, these beings were here millions of years ago and they left.
0: Well, he even said that one of the that one of the saucers. It was an said archeolo- they were, archaeological, it was archaeological dick dig from over ten thousand years yeah. ago. so like I, I think it's silly to for anyone like like I, I think there should be a perfect marriage between religion and science, even though there never will be.
1: No, there but, never will. be. But there
0: should be as perfect. We're like you know I. I personally believe that homie Upstairs created everything on purpose, but the believe that the universe is so... What about the big, idea
1: that he didn't like the way it went the first time? Like, what, God, like, God's like, dinosaurs, yeah, nah, they had to run. Yeah, Dude, no. doesn't everything have its run? Like, I mean, when yeah. you look at it, we've seen stars burn out. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if our star burns out, what happens to us? We just float into space. We're just done. We go. So that that's, I mean, it's, and, but the problem is the religious side will argue that God doesn't make mistakes. No, God does not make mistakes, but I do think that the idea of God means that also he can, you know, try new things. Yeah, you no, know what I mean. Like, well, no, I like. Yeah, no, We see, we find new species all the time. God was trying something new with that fucking weird fish. I just,
0: like, <laughs> I, like, I, I just think it's very, it's very stupid for someone to look at, to look at the known universe and think to themselves, well, "There's no possible way because I, it's massive."
1: I don't want to say stupid necessarily. I, good. I understand what you mean by stupid because I think because we had a very similar discussion the other night that it's stupid for people to believe that dinosaurs didn't exist. And that. I said, I said, okay, but. They are allowed to believe that, and if they want to believe that, it makes no difference if someone. It doesn't. It, can it change your critical thinking down the line? No. no. no I, I mean, no. It can because it could also mean that you're not as your horizons are not as broad if you're saying that you believe that something has been proven. If you start thinking that the people placed dinosaur bones and fossils just to disprove God. I think that's pretty stupid. No,
0: that's also. That, I also think it's pretty stupid the, the concept that, that
1: Jesus Christ was riding a Velociraptor. So that to me is like stupid. And there's people that believe that right. kind of stuff. Um, you know, that think that the Earth is only three thousand years old. That's things like this, I, of course. But people are allowed to believe that, and I don't think it necessarily makes them stupid. No. Because the truth is. Science has changed so much throughout the years that everything is a theory. It's a faith-based thing. That's why it's uh, hardcore religious. They don't call scientists scientists. They call them science priests because they are preaching something. And to be fair here, the scientific side also has a major interest in disproving any faith in religion. Yeah, and no, so, I, I, it's, it's, it, like a it's a war. very complicated relationship between science and well, religion. I mean,
0: and you could trace that all the way back to when Galileo first said that the earth revolved around the sun, not that everything revolved around the earth. Sure. And the, and the church excommunicated I, I actually have something them. Josh,
1: can you look up, it's always sunny, um, no. <laughs> evolution. Well,
0: but, the, but the, the church excommunicated Galileo, and it, they didn't apologize for that of until course. like the 90s or something like that. Let's see, evolution, you know I
1: mean? yeah. Ev- not the evolution of cricket. That's a very good episode, <laughs> but... Um, let me just see. I want to see if it's what I'm... T- so yes, what here we go. Play, so,
0: play this. So he's looking up It's Always Sunny thing. we've been. I've been watching It's Always We're gonna Sunny. We're going to talk about like it. It's yeah, Always please. Sunny. Dude, so it's so good. Let me s- I'm finished, guys. All right.
1: I'm finished. Let me full screen, now, Josh. It's all about making myself credible in your eyes. Because in this episode of It's Always Sunny, Mac uh, comes out and says, well, evolution's bullshit because Mac's character is always leaning on religion. So he brings out a board that says the evolution Meter: evolution versus God Almighty. And <laughs> I put God, the creator of everything... On the right side of evolution. <laughs> Turn it up a little, Josh. I went
4: ahead and put there you guys go. all on the fence because, of course, you're going to oh, hear out gonna, out yeah, actually. But just okay. it under my eyes. Wait, where What?
1: I'll that's no incredibly matter, political.
0: What just did you right. say? Yeah. I just
4: this it out. The
1: show is... Josh, you know I'm how how the show baby is baby when it comes to like social dude, and... Dude, that, that is brilliant. brilliant. Watch.
4: I'm just a regular dude. I like to drink beer. With a my shirt. Yeah, Greg shirt, for sure. Right, Charlie? He's got a point. No, he doesn't. See Charlie? these liberals are trying to assassinate This is my uh, Reynolds
1: versus Reynolds a serial defense Josh this I episode won't change Yeah change my
4: mind because I don't have to because I'm an American <laughs> I won't change my mind Charles on
1: Chicken's anything
4: head. Regardless of the facts that are set out before me I'm dug in and I'll never change <laughs> Mac, look you're wasting our time You're not going to get us to not believe in evolution <laughs> And why is that? Because the smartest scientists in the entire world all agree uh-huh. that it's real I'm glad you brought that up, because Mr. Reynolds, science is a liar sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) This is Aristotle, thought to be the smartest man on the planet. He believed that the Earth was the center of the universe, and everybody believed him because he was so smart. Yep. Until another smartest guy came around.
1: Frank's face.
4: Galileo, and he disproved that theory, making Aristotle and everybody else on Earth... Look like a bitch. <laughs> of course, Galileo then thought comets were an optical illusion. And there's no way that the moon could cause the ocean's tides. Everybody believed that because he was so smart. He was also wrong. Making him and everyone else on Earth look like a bitch again. And then this is amazing. Best of all, Sir Isaac Newton gets born and blows gets everybody's nymphs off of his big brains. Of course, he also thought he could turn metal into gold and died eating mercury. (laughs) Making him yet another stupid bitch! (laughs) Are you seeing a pattern? No. Mr. Reynolds, these were all the smartest scientists on the planet. Only problem is, they kept being wrong! Sometimes. (laughs) This is insane, you fool! I'm a fool because I have more faith in the saints that wrote the Bible? Yeah. Because you just read the words of a bunch of guys that you never met, and you just take it on faith that everything they wrote was true. And <laughs> what makes you think what you're oh, writing is any more truer than my saints? Because there are volumes this is of proof. Yeah, dude. Data, this
1: show is so smart. Numbers,
4: you know, figures. Th- th- there are fossil records. Oh, fossil records. <laughs> ah! I didn't even think about the fossil records. I guess I'll concede. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, well, Eye is tearing. I do, Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> have you seen these Fossil records? <laughs> I s- the music? Huh? Yeah, dude. Have you poured through the data yourself? The numbers? <laughs> the figures? Well, no. Yo, Rob um, no. Guy, he's amazing. Oh, interesting. So let me get this straight, Mr. Reynolds. You get your information from a book written by men you've never met. And you take uh, their words as truth based on a willingness to believe. I got sun some, some lotion in my eyes. A leap Good. of... Oof, dare I say it? <laughs> Faith? <laughs> come, come on, look. Faith. I mean, I don't even know how I'm supposed to These respond. These fucking to that. fruits are like.
1: playing footsie. Come
4: on. That is—that's a, a false e- equivalency. Just answer the question, Mr. Reynolds. Why is he being like a
1: lawyer? Sure. Yeah. Because this is a okay. court case for them.
4: I rest my case. Well, <laughs> oh, <got> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go right me to now.
3: the music. Yeah, I think her her I'm her laughing her. and what? crying well, too. <laughs> Anymore? I don't know. He created a reasonable doubt. It sound
0: like a stupid um, science bitch. <laughs> oh my god. That, that
4: just blows
1: Dude, me away. So that man. episode, that, also, for that episode's written by the Game of Thrones creators. Okay, um, cool. flowers for Charlie. Um, so that episode is called Reynolds versus Reynolds: A Serial Defense. So. Dennis is driving and he's eating a bowl of cereal Uh, while he's (laughs) driving (laughs) Frank rear ends him and the cereal goes everywhere so they come back to the bar Uh, talking about how Frank should pay for the damages and they're like well you rear ended him he goes he
3: was eating cereal they're like that is a high spill factor.
1: <laughs> so Dude, that's the whole
0: episode. What was the one I watched recently? It was like uh, the guy just bought the like like the building next door to the bar, but the property The line gang goes it. the
1: gang goes jihad. Yeah, the gang goes jihad and they, um, they make the video. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> we can't show this. <laughs> and then they cut at the Dude. end, Homeland Security shows up and Charlie Oh. Shit.
0: No, I, I love how he's talking about that building has been nothing but a pain in my ass. I even got a gas leak. And then it, them throwing a Bag of flaming dog shit My eyes What's wrong
1: with you dude I got sunblock in my eyes I'm I'm sweating a little Dude I'm so And I was on the boat Because I don't want to get Skin cancer And now my nose is running And I'm being a little Fucking bitch
0: I'm having so much fun Watching you squirm right now
1: (laughs) It's not over yet either It's just gonna keep happening That's awesome yeah, um, it's always sunny. <laughs> so it's always sunny this week. Um, Rob Mack was on the set of Dunder Mifflin I Paper saw this. Company. Yeah. So my question is: This past season, they did an episode that was uh, basically the gang does Seinfeld. You're really hurting right now, huh? Dude, I I, I sweat a little, and the sunblock gets in my fucking eyes, and That's I fucking terrible. can I put some in your eyes? No, I'm good. Oh, shut I've, up. I've been there. Um, so yeah, our, they did an episode last season where the gang basically becomes Seinfeld characters. Okay. But the problem is they have one extra. Cast member, because right, right. it's it's Frank Mac, Charlie, right. Dennis D, D. D right? and in Seinfeld it's Jerry, George, Elaine, Kramer. Okay, right. so both Mac and Dennis play Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's dude, it's so funny. The show is so aware, and the way they handle things from hate speech to racism to gun control, they have two gun control episodes that to uh, oil prices and shit like that. What does oh. that say on his thing? SpaceX.
3: Why are you watching SpaceX? Play on YouTube? it. What? Play it. This is your YouTube. Whose?
1: Yeah,
0: that's mine. Oh, that's your, <laughs> that's yeah. your YouTube? Oh, oh it's okay. from Check It Out. Oh, is it really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> so stupid.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Brule for a segment we call Dr. Doctor. <laughs> my... Hi. Hi. My... Hi. Hi. My, my name is Dr. Steve Brule. Hi. 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 I'm a...
4: <coughs>
3: I feel like him right now.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Rule. Welcome to another one of our segments called Dr. The Doctor. My first guest, my next... Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Our next segment is oh called. Oh my God! Dr. If Wait, how like does he say
1: his name? With Doctor
2: Dingan Far. <laughs> <laughs> Dingan's His name Dr. is David,
0: David Falk. Dingan. Oh my God.
2: You look a little For bit people like that a don't rat wa- with glasses. You look like a rat with
0: glasses. <laughs> For people that don't watch, <laughs> then check it out. It's so funny. Right.
2: Right. But it doesn't matter. You're a scientist. Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so if, you asked me to come out here today. So you do talk, you so think there is life on Earth? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me a story about black holes. <laughs> well, the way Black he's... holes are, are basically collapsed. No, it has to start once upon a time.
1: <laughs> okay. once it has to time, start once uh, upon a 1700s, time. Uh, 1700s, he's yawning. I happen. love this the because he just gets bored. He so falls asleep. This show is so absurd. This literally has turned into us Please. watching a garbage.
4: <laughs> Am I
2: right Josh, you're going to have to
1: put this video up on the screen if you're still recording. Oh,
4: my God.
2: Oh, Jenny.
4: Thank
2: is like the sun and the moon and the stars.
1: Oh, my God. Tim Heidecker and us. So Slippery.
3: Oh, have also found what's called supermassive black holes at the centers of galaxies. These are things that are millions of times more massive than the sun. <laughs> this is a good story. <laughs> okay, I'm all gonna... right, turn, you can turn this <laughs> off now. Um,
1: okay, I have something else. Sorry. I guys, I want to know something.
3: Do you? Uh, Josh, actually, what do you I want you
1: pull this up as well after I say it. Cool. What is your favorite uh, one-hit wonder of all time?
3: Favorite one-hit you know wonder? You know what's crazy? I was actually thinking about this the other day. Pull
1: up the list of the best one-hit wonders. That's... No, no, I, I have an answer.
0: It's, a, it's pretty definitive. Sure. Come on, Eileen. Dexie's Midnight Runners.
1: Mm, that's a good one. That's I a pretty love good that one. Song. That is a good. That is a very good one. Uh, mine is obviously "Living La Vida Loca." <laughs> sure. Um. No, I don't know. Uh, my favorite no, "Living
3: La Vida Loca" is not a one-hit wonder. It's that. No, Ricky Martin had
1: more than one hit. Yeah. Not in my world. <laughs> what do you mean not? You yeah. know, all right, 100 best one hit wonders. Wait, um,
0: wait, Ricky Martin wasn't a one hit wonder. What's Lubaega then?
1: Uh, dude, did you hear Scott Man Hatman? That's a hit. Sure. That's a fucking hit. Josh, okay. thoughts?
0: Yeah, that's that a, is that's the most
1: overrated one hit one-hit wonder. Which one?
0: The Final Countdown by Europe. The Final
3: Countdown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's so a right. maniac. All right, well, maniac. Um, a wipeout. Wipeout's a great song. Your woman, I don't know what that is. Wild Cherry. Oh, Josh, it'd yeah. be funny
1: if you play one and then you get to each video and just play the other one over it. Yeah. Alright, so start there. Oh, it won't work. Okay, keep going, video keep going. Available. Play that funky music. Great one. Alright, Steal My Sunshine, go ahead. What the hell is that? You don't know Steal My Sunshine? This is actually a pretty good song. You never heard this shit? I don't think so. Dude, this was a huge Josh, this was huge. We were like in fifth grade, yeah, I think. I remember this. this was a fun nineteen ninety nine, so yeah, fifth grade. Dude, you've definitely heard this song. I was like second grade? You've heard this shit. All right, keep going, and we'll play the next one. Um, Lollipop, go ahead, play it. Oh, my God, this is going to be I'm so fucking run. unlistenable. All right, lolly. All right, Lollip- Billy Lollip- Billy Myers, Lollip- Kiss the Rain. Lollip- <laughs> Lollip- Dude, we're making unlistenable. All right, <laughs> keep going. I'm, I'm hating this. Uh, Grover Washington Jr., Just, just the Two of Us. Yo. That's ridiculous. Okay, Lollip- just start again. Okay, that was one page.
3: This is trippy, Imagine dude. That it
1: keeps going. Alright, right, play it one, backwards. Alright, next it's Shocking Blue Venus. I don't know that. It's 1969, way before my time. Oh, Mark Morrison, Return Yo, of the Mac. Yeah, Return Mag. of the Mac. Yep.
3: <laughs> we got oh, a trailer for Euphoria, too. So stupid.
1: Alright, wait for this one to start up before. So this one was which one? Which one did we just pass again? Go up. This was Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Return
0: of the Mac. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, next one is The Cascades, Rhythm of the Rain.
3: Yeah, this is you. so douchey. Uh, Luscious Jackson, Naked Eye. <laughs> this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. People are turning it off right now.
1: Dude, it sounds like when you do row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. The Darkness, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Great fucking song. Awesome song. Great fucking song. I...
0: I somehow just hear Return. Yeah,
1: it's just ambient noise and bullshit. This is so unenjoyable, me feel? dude. Mexican radio. <laughs> this is awful. This is so bad. <laughs> We're making a remix. República ready to go. ready to go. Make it stop. The vines get free. I wanna
2: get free. I
1: wanna get free. <laughs> the missing, the Todd Terry Club mix. Josh, you fucking stop. Yeah,
3: I have terrible ideas. This is bad, bro. Dude, wait, just listen to the noise for a minute.
0: (laughs) That sounds demonic, honestly.
1: Oh my god, this is like play. Helter Skelter backwards.
0: Choose who she has sex with. (laughs) What?
1: <laughs> what was, what, was <laughs> that? what? Borat. Oh my god. How many <laughs> Borat sound bites do All you right, have? Go mine? to the last page. I'll just see the top 10. Yeah, I want to see a
0: top 10. I don't give a shit about Dude, this. Dude, that was completely unenjoyable. That hurt. In any way. That hurt Experimental.
1: So bad. Um, 10. Had they. What is love? Okay. Which, by the way, from a movie, I
0: really don't the like Church that much. Church under
1: the Milky Way. No one likes Night at the Roxbury. It's not a good movie. No, no a lot of people honestly they love like it. Ironically, people think they like it. If you try watching it now, I, that's I the can't. thing with the SNL movies. Harvey Danger. We'll talk about the SNL movie because yeah. I have actually watched one of them just yesterday. The Contours. Do you love me? That's a really good one. Take on me is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're gonna, do, oh, oh, this is. Uh, one those, like, ooh, child, things, things are, are gonna, gonna get, easier. get easier. Oh, Torn was a big fucking great song. song. Uh, sugar rappers delight. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's see, number one. I melt with you. I'll right, stop, stop the world. Yeah. And me- yeah. Um. So I was watching uh so one hit wonders. Josh, what's your favorite one hit wonder?
3: Um. <sighs> Five hundred. Yo, you. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You remember that uh that song when we were kids in like sixth grade? Shaniqua, don't live here dude- no more. <laughs> okay. Time out. Time out. Time
1: out. That's too fucking weird. I was hanging out with ears and tree boyfriend yesterday. Tree and. Ears goes, you know what video we put on the other day that was so bad and I th- thought of it for some reason? Shaniqua don't live here. That's a sa- <laughs> Why am I getting a reference? Play it now. Play yeah, it while we're talking about it. the yeah. next thing I want to talk about. My favorite one, legitimately favorite one-hit wonder, if I have to think about it. Oh, shit. Um, is Alien Ant Farm a one-hit wonder? No. No, because they had movies. Movies, and, and the whole album was really good, but most people just only know Smooth Criminal, which is crazy but to me. Th- that
0: whole um, album is amazing. Man, mythology. my
1: favorite one-hit wonder. That's I'm a, telling
0: you, man. For me, Dexy's Midnight Runners. This that's is a, a great this one. Is, honestly, I love College by Asher Roth. This is a fun song. I do like that a lot. And there's another one. Um, oh, Butterf- yeah, is, yeah. Butterfly yeah. by
1: Crazy Town. Dig it. Uh, Butterfly was pretty good. I'm just going to go with Mambo number five. All right, turn it down a little bit while we talk about our next thing. But it needs to play in the background. Oh, no. I have my hit move my show now. Uh, Afro Man because I got high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, did you see he made
0: a, an updated yep, one? I saw that.
1: Oh, it was so uh, good. So... I was watching yesterday, Landlord never saw it, and it was on TV... And it's really funny. The Coneheads movie is fucking great. Coneheads is funny. So, SNL movies. What are the best SNL? The number one's Wayne's World, right? Yeah. Wayne's World 1-2 and Coneheads stand on their own. Yeah. Then you get into this weird, like, sub-genre, like, MacGruber's an SNL movie. MacGruber. The, ladies the Ladies Man. The Ladies Man. Dude, dude. Well, I remember one time I was hanging out with Jared, and we were, like, flipping through the channels, and I see The Ladies Man is on, and I turn it on, and I turn it on instantly, and the first thing I hear is... Do you want to do it in the butt? The butt. <laughs> like, it's so bad, but Will Farrell's in it. Superstar was an SNL movie. Actually, kind of funny. What was Some that really. Been? Yeah, I Superstar. Was, yeah. Dude, there's just parts in that, like when Will Farrell's being dumb, that make me laugh. This song is awful yeah,
0: yeah. This song is
1: fucking awful Turn this off what Yeah turn, it off, turn what, it off
0: What other SNL movies Like that, Well that was skits Google SNL movies Cause like I um, Cause what Tommy Boy wasn't a skit
1: No that wasn't Cause there's been SNL movies That are con- Okay just a little Let's look at the top Night the Roxbury was one
3: Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers Yeah Blues Brothers But the original Blues Brothers amazing Oh my god amazing. it's Pat Dude it's Pat Killed <laughs> SNL movies for a while Yeah dude
1: it was so bad What, what is it It's Pat is. It's supposed to be like this it, Well it's a question mark Because it's supposed to be uh, Gender and Ambiguous character—you don't know if it's a guy or a girl. That's
0: like that's the ambiguously gay. Well, that was just a gimmick,
1: and ambiguously gay duo was hilarious. Um,
0: Go over. Are there any more Uh, SNL movies? Is is
1: that like a live Gilda
0: Radner thing? Because I would
1: watch that. Well, it's a documentary. That's not. Yeah, Mr. Bill is technically SNL. I loved Mr. Bill back in the day. What
0: the hell is Harold? What is that?
1: I. Oh my god, Soup Coneheads is so fucking funny though. Coneheads is really well. Dan Aykroyd, man. Dan
0: Aykroyd. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah. No, that's that's outside. No, that's someone with a big ass engine. Just yeah, we're just
1: hearing noises outside. Yeah. Um. The SNL movies, they really only have three really good ones. Like it's Pat is awful. Okay, eleven's it's Pat. Blues Brothers two thousand is not good. No, that's Made Roxbury The Roxbury's not good. Coneheads is too low. Coneheads Only is eight. great. Stewart says His Family was awful. I
0: never even knew that. Ladies one.
1: Man, I do actually kind of like. Wayne's World two is great. Old is Man funny. Fashioning a Kayak out of a Log. Superstars for MacGruber. M- MacGruber is. Pretty I did not funny. love MacGruber, but it is funny. Uh, Blues Brothers is great. Wayne's World is obviously number one.
0: Dude, the first the first time I watched Blues Brothers and uh, they go into the they go into the music shop where uh, Ray Charles is yeah. and that first song they. Brought break into is one oh, it's of my all time Aretha yeah. singing in it, dude. Oh my god. All
1: right, so um, we got some big wrestling news this week. Uh, before I get into the first big news, I want to talk about a story that Tommy Dreamer told on a podcast. I don't know if you caught this, Josh. Tommy Dreamer talked about how um, how badly he got screwed over um, when EC, when uh, Paul Heyman was getting paid by WCW when he wasn't paying ECW wrestlers and Tommy Dreamer was taking out of his own savings, his parents money to pay people and he was still waiting to be invited to WWE cause, and this is leading up to Wrestlemania 17 which was huge, it was the invasion angle, it was right, right. when they signed WCW yep. it was Shane versus Vince and he didn't know what was going to happen with him and he just kept hearing things and he's like this is what I'm thinking about, it's in Texas I'm going to go buy a gun Tommy Dreamer said this, he wanted to, he thought about it, going in the ring and shooting Paul Heyman in the head during WrestleMania, then killing himself in the ring.
3: Holy shit.
0: That's heavy. Yeah, bro. he I was like talking about like
1: where he was at mental, which I appreciated his honesty there. Yeah. But he was thinking about doing a murder-suicide Imagine. way before, with Chris Benoit on the card. Dude, uh-huh. what? That is so dark. That would certainly be something. Oh my god. So you didn't hear the big wrestling news in general no, then, did you? No, Uh, WWE announced on uh, Thursday, I guess, that they have a new executive director of both Raw and SmackDown. Two different people. One's going to be executive director of Raw, one of SmackDown, that will be fully in charge of creative. The only person they will be reporting to is Vince McMahon. The entire creative team reports to them.
0: You answered my question before I even asked it. Are are these characters like the general manager of SmackDown? No, no. uh, These are are, are off-screen. The role that they are
1: going to have is uh, compared to what Triple H does in NXT. Good. So, take guesses on who does Raw and who does SmackDown. Uh, For names you know, Raw. Okay.
0: Would be, uh, what the hell is his name? You you just said it, Paul Heyman. Okay. And then, who's the other one? Like, there's only one of the per. It's either. Li- uh, very unlikely it's Vince Russo but I would also see maybe Bischoff would be the other one
1: Paul Heyman will now be the executive director of Raw and Eric Bischoff will be the executive I director did not get of SmackDown right. yes you did Bischoff is back Heyman is back um, in creative what? roles so the the this is really cool it gives me a glimmer of hope with what the product has been recently that is really cool man. Um, specifically Heyman more than Bischoff I don't care because about this, I, s- I got it right I, I get, well yeah that's an achievement in itself <laughs> that you got something right um I, Heyman, I trust wholly yeah. in decision-making. Uh-huh. Bischoff, I'm a little indifferent, too, because I do love what he did with WCW early on, obviously what happened at the end, and then what he did to TNA as well. Uh, TNA was doing great until him and Hogan came on board, but he needs someone to keep him in check and not give the wrestlers too much power, Um, But it does give a different perspective. And um, Bischoff is specifically on SmackDown because of their move to Fox and his experience working with uh, big network executives and things like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see the angles they start taking. Um, I mean, creatively, how much is it going to change? The problem here is that Vince McMahon is still the one having the final say. But now, instead of all these different writers and these TV people coming to Vince McMahon with ideas that suck to begin with, they're going to be going to Paul Heyman first, who will shut down a shitty idea instantly. They'll be going to Bischoff First, who maybe not as quickly, but will shut down a shitty idea. Now,
0: do you think WWE did this in, in like in the in the wake of the whole Moxley interview? It's
1: it's in wake of that. It, they were also afraid. the 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 belief is that AEW would try to poach them. Um, AEW had another show last night, pretty good. I don't think it was as good as Double or Nothing. It was pretty good. Um, Cody Rhodes took an unprotected headshot and got busted open. The chair was supposed to be gimmicked, but it missed and it cut him open pretty bad. It had to get twelve stitches, but they said no concussion. I don't want to see AEW start doing unprotected headshots at all. In today's world, you can't do it. It's a, The quickest way they'll lose coverage and TNT is if guys start getting concussed terribly because yeah. you can't do that in today's... Dude, when, when football players get concussed, they miss at least two weeks. Hockey players miss week, weeks on end with concussions. Yep. So thankfully, he wasn't concussed. If it's gimmicked up, it looks like it was just a freak incident. I don't care.
0: It's, I, I would, like Even because like we grew up watching... Those like we watch up mankind and just look wrecked. how many of these guys have ended up dead but, and like, killing themselves. But even that, like, even though we grew up watching that, and that's something that we were used to watching wrestling. If I like, even just hearing that Cody took an unprotected headshot, Josh,
1: like, can skeeves, you pull up Cody Rhodes' headshot? Dude, like chair it, shot. Like it skeeves me out a little bit hearing it was actually so his match finished. It's also and like then knowing what I know. Then now, Sean you know? Spear, formerly known as Ty Dillinger, came in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Cody. Yeah, that's the bottom one. It should be who No hit? the second one The second one from the top Who hit him? Uh, Ty Dillinger Oh Ty Dillinger hit him? Yeah Yeah The chair was dented already It was supposed to be gimmick. He
3: hit but he, him so hard
1: But and it, the chair wrapped around his head And cut him open pretty bad He had to get to, And Jim Ross even mentioned CTA And Cody's match was amazing by the way
3: Brandy's so sexy, dude. I can't fucking... <laughs> uh, well, I won't talk about that. Um,
1: but no,
0: I'm... I'm, I'm even getting... focus on anything else because she's standing over there. On, but Tony, Tony's chair... Yeah, it was a mistake. mistake.
3: No yeah.
1: extreme violence on TV. No right? intergender wrestling. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I, 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 I like how he takes. Yeah, no, he, he was yeah. just on Stone Cold's podcast. Yeah. You didn't get to hear it. It was great. That was the thing he said is that he's a fan. So, I yeah, he that. is actually a fan. Um, So, yeah, that it is pretty cool. Bischoff and Heyman coming in the fold. Um, I'm excited to see how first off major credit has to go to um, what? Oh, my God. I'm forgetting his fucking name now. And I listen to his fucking podcast with Pritchard every fucking week. Oh, my God. Why am I forgetting this? The one that married Ric Flair's other daughter. I can't believe I'm forgetting his fucking name. What a dweeb You're I am! I'm not talking
0: about Dave Meltzer.
1: No, no. Who does? It? Oh my god! I can't believe I'm forgetting well, his fucking name. and Christian. No, that does Pritchard's podcast. And I, 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 I don't. Google um Google Richard. How do you not listen to that one? No, that's the one. I I, I honestly don't know that one. Um, Br- Br- Bruce I, Pritchard podcast. Oh, I, Conrad Thompson. Conrad Thompson's yeah. his name. He got Pritchard back in WWE. He got Bischoff back in WWE with 83 weeks, which is another great one. Okay. And he's the one that holds uh the the. The, the wrestling podcast event Where all the wrestlers are and shit he's doing, And he's married to Ric Flair's daughter Like come on um, So that's going to be pretty cool man It gives me a glimmer of hope That they're going to get this right It sounds like they're already working with them Apparently they did an 8 hour meeting About the creative direction About Smackdown I like that And um, they're going to really like be coming that. on board uh, Full time End of July, early August mm-hmm. And then Smackdown moves to Fox in <laughs> October <laughs> Apparently they're talking to The Rock About coming on on the first episode That would be it's cool a, It's his show It's, the, yeah. it's Smackdown So that's pretty cool. Um, Some MMA news. Um, Talk to me. John Jones is fighting this week, this coming weekend, the sixth, fighting Tiago Santos, okay. um, which he's already the greatest of all time. It'll just solidify it more. Tiago Santos is a very similar mold to the last guy he fought, right. uh, Anthony Smith. One punch shot, knockout power. That knockout's the only shot he's got.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think that's any, anyone's.
1: So one thing Dana White is talking like about doing is he's trying to get the sole loss on John Jones' record uh, overturned to a no contest. The Matt Hamill which elbows, the disqual. It should have never been a disqualification because Han- it should have been a loss for Hamill because he was. Early out pretty no, much. He, he
0: was out cold, and to, like uh, if
1: he wasn't out cold, he was about to be.
0: If you are an MMA fan and you decide to like dig into it a little bit more, there's a very interesting bit when they talk about it on Rogan's podcast with Big John McCarthy, and they were talking about the institution of the twelve to six elbow. Yeah, yeah, where it so came that, from. That stuff is really because I think it was because like, he they, went like they this. Saw he people, did twelve
1: to six. They well, saw it in karate tournaments when well, they, they were breaking, breaking tons bricks. of cinder blocks. They were yeah. breaking
0: bricks, and they're like, "Oh, they do it to bricks. We're gonna do to someone's eyes." Exactly.
1: But, um, it, it's stupid. they are very similar losses that fighters had, the two that I'm thinking of, that Anderson Silva, they said that the only loss he hadn't avenged was to Yushin Okami because he got, in a tournament, he hit Yushin Okami with an illegal upkick and knocked him out Uh, and got disqualified. Then he rematched Okami in the UFC and knocked him out in two rounds. Um, The other one was Fedor again in a a, a rings tournament in Japan. um, He got cut. And because it was a tournament, they had to have a winner and he lost because of it. So that was Fedor's only loss forever before Verdum beat him. Um, So I, I don't know how I feel. I It should be overturned, but it's so late now. That happened in, I think, 2009. That was a long time ago. It was over 10 years ago. I have a better idea. I have a better idea.
0: Who was the referee that did it? Who was the referee?
1: It was the right call based on the rule. No, 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 the I, commission. I, just, I don't remember who the ref was, it, honestly. No, it
0: was it was Mario Yamasaki. Was it I'm Mario? Just, just, I like Yamasaki. I'm just saying he, like that's the one so guy. Actually, you know a I mean? better
1: idea, rather than overturn the loss, just let Matt Hamill fight him again.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Let Matt Hamill fight him again. Where is he? Uh he he tweeted out like I want a rematch. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, like, I, does
0: he still, I,
4: hey I guess what?
1: Silva, you absolutely suck! <laughs> Wait, that, shut up. That's oh, the thing sorry. though. How did Matt Hamill hear about it?
0: Uh, oh uh, but, but, um, what do, was that? Do you uh, get man. it? Yeah, I figured
1: Because yeah. he's because he's deaf. <laughs> because he's <laughs> just <laughs> the car crash noise over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> dude, you were dying in the car when I was playing you the, the bombs on O and A. Just the car crash took my favorite. And, just... I, and Josh is just silent in the back, ready to go to bed because he knows he has to be up in four hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask you, how did you do with, uh, with work the sleep? on Sunday? Yeah, how'd fine. you do that? It was
1: so we didn't get back from the co- we didn't get back to my place from the concert until about one a.m. Right, uh, one, yeah, 1 yeah, 1:30. Uh, 1:30, Yeah, and uh, Josh had to work at seven the next day, yeah. but that also meant he had another thirty-five to forty-minute drive back to his house. So you didn't get home until what two fifteen, Josh? Yeah, about. Did no, you that, did that's... you sleep or did You stay up? Uh, I don't remember. Did you masturbate? No. Do do you want to? Not right
0: now. That that was about the same because I had to drive all the way back to my You didn't have to be up at 7. No, that was great, but I was still up at 6 30 because my body can't sleep past 7.
1: You know what honestly would help that if you kill yourself?
0: (laughs) You know, sometimes I just lay them up for you and I just can't. Yeah, you
1: really do. You're like a master of the alley oop.
0: You see what
2: happens, Larry? See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> you got the edited version? I, that, yes. that's,
1: that's the one you needed, dude. That's fucking perfect. That's the best John There was ever. some uh, big music news this week, in the, or in the past two weeks. What do we got? Um, so there was, back in 2008, and this only just came out in the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, there was a fire at, the, at Universal in California, Universal Studios. Okay. Um, and it was thought to just damage some of the parking areas, some of the buildings that had film reels in it. Mm-hmm turns out after an investigative piece done by the new york times that universal music uh, universal music warehouse had a fire they lost over 500,000 000- master recordings of
0: what what did they lose well
1: this started um i don't remember who it was that was trying to find out they were trying to get uh, do a re-release of something okay. and the, they lost over 700 artists <laughs> stuff including buddy holly elton john rem ray charles smash mouth nirvana's Nevermind, the who the police dolly parton blink 182 beck primus bb king snoop Dogg, nine inch nails guns and roses eric clapton tom betty soundgarden and that's so, not including all of them. The master recordings are forever gone of Nirvana's Nevermind.
0: So this is this goes right to my thought on how I think the artist should
1: own it. Should own the master copies. Speaking of which, Spotify is suing artists saying they got paid too much.
0: It's getting hard, dude. I'm, Fuck Spotify. What I'm are you getting? No, Dick I'm kids. saying like I'm just getting to the point where I just I might just convert and I talk shit about Apple Music, but convert. I I, I just can't. I can't stand by a company that does shit like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, well, you're I suing can't. artists that you got on the dot, you know, pennies on the dollar. You Dude, got their music, and now you're trying to take money from them. Uh, and to that artist, to be fair, it is pennies on the dollar to them, yes. but it, you're so, also. But
0: you're also. So you're taking money out of someone's pocket sure, that
1: they earned. Sure. So, and that, mo- that money is most likely going to engineers and studio musicians and things like that. Yeah. But to think that they lost. These timeless pieces. they lost Nirvana's nevermind man
0: like I, wait what else uh, so name a couple of the other bands that they or,
1: I just named all of them no I'm saying like
0: name because well, you went pretty quick so okay I'm if you want to talk
1: like legendary artists So okay, okay?
0: No, I heard Guns N' Roses so that means they lost the master tape to appetite of destruction yes
1: that is. they lost fucking... they lost the master recordings of Buddy Holly of Ray Charles
0: Ray, Ray Charles all right, this one should gonna, be this a one's crime. gonna piss
1: everyone off the most Smash mouth.
0: It doesn't matter. It's still influential. It <laughs> I know. I know. I'm matter. kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Actually, he had the, the lead singer. Smash Mouth had the best response to it. I thought. Um, classiest response. He said, "It sucks, but you've seen the fires in California over the last couple of years, and these yeah. people lost homes, pets, family members." I actually appreciated that sentiment. You know, honestly, but they it, lost music from BB King. That's the uh, police. Yeah. Tom Petty, Eric uh, Clapton. They lost the downward spiral from Nine Inch Nails. Dude, they they, they probably they lost, lost Soundgarden. The uh, they lost Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style.
0: An all-time what? classic hip-hop Elton record. John,
1: R.E.M., The Police, Blink-182's Enema of the State. Oh, my God. Those master recordings. And they covered it up for 11 years. It took a New York Times journalist to find this out. That's crazy. That's insane. But, so but, the but, only copies of this that will exist are what we have now. And now you can't really change them. You can, but it won't ever be the same. You no, know what's you-
3: crazy when you think about some of that stuff? You think about Doggy Style specifically and the master recordings. How many extra albums after he died did they make out of Tupac's master recordings? Yeah. Imagine how much content could have been taken out of that stuff you know, for future releases. Dude, Prince, you see when music of
0: Prince's is about to come out? You heard about that? uh, They did the whole thing with uh, Jimi Hendrix too. Like Jimi Jimi Hendrix, uh, uh, Tears of Neptune.
1: Dude, that was the whole joke with Chappelle. Uh I wrote this song a long time ago. (laughs) A real long time. Well, he's alive. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But to think that not only did they lose it, it isn't their fault that a fire started. Prodigy fire started. Yes, I figured it it out. It is their fault that they covered covered it up. up. Like, 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 there'd be an understanding that that for 11 years, you know, after 11 years, it'd be an understanding if we knew from the beginning. But the fact that after all this time, you lost... The original pressings of these... T- that's like when you have like a first edition of a book.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's like when I go home, I look at my record collection. I, or like I, I when, you got, when you got
1: one of those holographic Pokemon cards dude, that were the, the the original pressings of them. I
0: have an original pressing of Hotel California by the Eagles. Yeah, dude, like, think about how much that's worse. Much
1: like, I have the original <laughs> pressing of Michael Jackson's Thriller up in my mom's house.
0: If that thing <laughs> is spotless, that
1: is worth it's, stupid money. And... These reckless me. people lost the they lost and okay. you know, you know I, I like Nirvana, but Nirvana's not Never nevermind's not in my top but, but Nirvana you, albums. But
0: but, but I, you could also know that, that well, how is, influential it is. That in is the, to
1: the it, that is the influential album of that genre. Mm-hmm and they lost it and
0: I, and I i would say what was it? i think in utero i think is a better record than i that. like I in utero better I, I my it.
1: rankings for nirvana albums go unplugged in utero nevermind yeah
0: you you've, you've been banging I, the drum for unplugged I, forever i like
1: nevermind a lot still yeah I, I i really like nevermind actually the only song i skip is smells like teen spirit cuz i played it for so long and i heard it for so long it's like fucking hearing uh, smoke on the water it and it's seven nation, nation army how sick of i am seven nation army
0: no uh, well, I, I still I'm seven sick of nation it because army. oh oh
1: oh at oh, everything oh. speaking of which so <laughs> oh, go ahead.
0: Do you you're, know, gonna, you're gonna piss a
1: lot of people off, March. The United States yep. women's national—they lost a scrimmage to a high school team, <laughs> male high school team. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Let me explain. Let me explain. All right. It's mo- it's it's they were taking it easy on them. Of Let's course. be fair, but the aesthetic of it's hilarious because it <laughs> like, kind of it's gonna piss people off. And no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Of course, this is now a political team. Of course, right. of course, it is. As if I didn't care about soccer enough, let alone women's soccer. No offense, no offense to anyone. But it, let's be fair. There's a, a reason the WNBA isn't watched, and the NBA is. There, there is a killer 30,
0: 30 listen, you're you're
4: right. Right. I'm listen. I'm you <laughs> yeah. Blasted. So this this is so this You'll is say
1: I this is my thing. So the women's team, even before this whole thing with Trump was going uh-huh. on. They were complaining that they should get paid as much as the men's national team.
0: Which, uh, honestly, they should. Because Why? They Based act- on
1: performance?
0: Yes, they actually okay. win.
1: Okay, Let, let's talk about that. What is performance if no one is paying to see it?
0: I understand because sports is technically entertainment at Absolutely. that point. So, no, so that I understand. But I'm talking about, like,. I guess I'm thinking I'm thinking more of like your average Joe. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, like if you go I, to John. I, I Maybe guess, that's like, where I'm, paper, I'm coming if from. If we're
1: talking if if it's, it's, well, it's, if it's not if this, it's not two different things well, but there's a reason they don't compete against each other because one is an inferior product. This
0: is the same thing you said when it's like okay The Rock is the highest paid actor in Hollywood because he sells tickets but yeah. if you put him in there with like John Krasinski he's not going to get paid nearly as much because he doesn't put so that I understand. Yeah but sure that I totally sure. Get. But I, I just think that I, I, listen I understand point. You know I, like
1: significant, I understand Understand the women's national team comparatively is significantly better the than the men's national team. With that significantly said, what better. is what's the best uh, team in the WNBA?
3: Uh, the spark How would they do LA. against
1: the Knicks present day if they played one on one? If they played against the Knicks, uh,
3: they'd probably, uh, they'd probably <laughs> they win. The the Knicks probably win. they would probably win. The Knicks are garbage. No, they would not beat the. the Knicks that's like the are argument garbage.
1: that the best college team is going to be the worst NFL team. No, 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 not no.
3: necessarily. No, no, they're that's not. Gonna, not true. They can't dunk. They don't have the same physical no, ability. No, who, who on the Knicks can dunk?
1: Uh, dude, the next stop! <laughs> the- who the get, fuck on the Knicks is dunking? They're not, they would not beat the fucking Knicks. The Knicks still won 27 games in the NBA. They wouldn't win a single game in a full NBA season. They play lesser seasons because their bodies can't maintain it. There's a physical difference in that there. They can't run as fast. They can't jump as high. They can't shoot as far. The three-point line is closer in the WNBA for that reason. The ball is smaller. They can't palm the ball. They can't palm the basketball. They use a smaller basketball. If you did NBA rules, WNBA team, the best one against the worst team, they would compete for a little bit, and it would take over because they don't have the stamina, they don't have the hops. It's not a matter of being sexist; it's a matter of truth. Why do you, like- okay? How is Ron? How is uh, Chris Cyborg? Or take the worst female fighter, Roxanne Modaffi. She sucks. Okay, put her against the worst male fighter in the same weight class. What the fuck is going to happen? Well, right, her, fighting in basketball are two totally they're not, different. They're not. They're athletic dude. competitions. What, what, what's, regardless, what's going to happen? Put the best softball team against the best college, uh, the worst men's college team. What's going to happen if they're playing baseball? They're different sports. Well, yeah, they that, are, that's, that's They're playing the same... They're playing... Basketball, they're though. playing by the same rules, but they are different sports when you're using a different regulation ball, different regulation length to shoot from. They're, they're, they run slower. They shoot. They can't shoot as far. It's a I'm, completely okay, different listen, game.
0: I, I'm not disagreeing with you in that regard. And I... I, I I always say that for comedic effect because the Knicks are a uh, dumpster fire. Of course, fired. on
1: paper but, it's funny to say that. Like, when I'm making si- fun of the Knicks, I would no, say because, the WNBA would beat them. No, because I them. completely
0: agree with you. When the when the, the consensus was out was that Alabama would run over the Browns a couple years ago. They'd be ago. lucky to score a point. They'd be lucky
1: to score a point.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with you. But are, like, are are there women out there that can compete with the men? Absolutely. I am certain of
1: that. I'm a thousand that percent. They would be able to go and shoot. But what's going to happen, you got to realize, regardless, the Knicks have a seven-footer. The tallest woman, it's an event when a woman in the WNBA dunks the ball. It's a happening. Brittany Griner, who was it's 6'9". It's a happening. They're like, oh, so-and-so dunked. If they have five dunks in a season, it's a lot. If you have less than five Actually, dunks in an NBA game, the score is 42-30. N- to 30. N- Now that you say that, I just remember because when Candace Parker was
0: huge playing for Tennessee and she dunked in an NCAA tournament game, it, it was like a big every, deal. It's a big deal. Because, a big deal. So what's
1: going to happen? One of them have to post up on a 6'11 man that weighs 235 pounds when the tallest woman in the NBA the WNBA is 6'6 and 175 pounds. No, Brittany Griner is like 6'10, dude. How much does she weigh? And she's going to have to post up against, uh, what's his name, Uh, DeAndre Jordan, who was on the Knicks. Is she going to be able to play low post defense on DeAndre Jordan?
0: DeAndre Jordan's
1: garbage. Is she going to be able to box out DeAndre Jordan? What's going to happen when one of the women tries setting a pick against a point guard? That's my point. And again, this is not a sexist argument. It's just a matter of, there's a reason there's different levels. And based on performance, the, the women's national team is significantly better. They would get their asses kicked by the men's national team. Although soccer... Is a little bit different, oh, I, but they're slower. I I, they're I, would, slower. I would say just because
0: I have, I just have a massive crush on Carly Lloyd. Also, she's I don't Jer- don't she's, know who that is. She's a,
1: she's a Jersey girl,
0: so she went to Rutgers. And she, oh, I,
1: I pull up what she looks like. Carly she, Lloyd.
0: She's. Uh, I I just
1: think she's who a very the, the one. Chick. The woman that would got arrested for beating up her family. Uh, uh, and then Abby she, she, Wambach. She got fappeninged. And Abby, it was, Abby Wambach. It wasn't nice to look at. No, no <laughs> well,
0: well, because she had a big issue with she was the first like person, go through some pics. Let me see. She was the per- first person to like oh she's uh, cute out, that like outright say that like the men and the women like the pay scale kind of thing, and then literally like the very next couple days she gets arrested for domestic abuse. Yeah. But then the men's national team poked fun back at her. You know what I mean? Like it's, that was a so, big thing. So
1: I do think that they it, the, also, I, I don't like I said, I don't, so from Jersey, this is but, where so. my ignorance in the argument is. I don't know what they get paid. Is it how much significantly less is it? Should they be getting paid more? Probably. If what I understand, just from just from the outside
0: looking in, I'm pretty sure the men's make six figures easy, and the women will push maybe, I want to say, 75 to 80, which is, well, a, which is, the which reason, is a good is The wage, reason I brought
1: up the WNBA be is because the WNBA athletes are saying we should make as much as NBA players. That's not true. Dude, they can't get people
0: in the building for the and, WNBA. And, and I don't want to say that being discouraging because, listen, if you can somehow find a way to sell the tickets, if you please do if, it. If you,
1: if you can find some way... As a woman to be a professional basketball player, that's awesome. Dude, if that's you're making badass. a career out of it, but do you deserve to be making as much as LeBron
0: James? The LeBron James, like it's cool. it's hard to compare. Like the only person I can compare, like in the WNBA, what are you doing, would Josh? be like what's that be noise? Like, would be like Lisa Leslie or something like that.
1: So this this is my my real question: How many times have you ever seen someone in public wearing a WNBA jersey? Maybe once, and it's someone that we knew. And who? Uh, Doctor Michael. Oh, and it was ironic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, exactly though like that's the thing. How can you expect to get paid as much if not as many eyeballs are on it? There's better actors in The Rock, but they're not going to get paid as much. Well cuz th-
0: that's literally what yeah that's the that's you said the thing. a couple weeks ago. That, 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 I, that, that, I that's the
1: unfortunate thing here. You you get paid based on the people wanting to see you. And to their credit, the women's national team is getting to that point where they're significantly more relevant than the men's national team. Uh, but, like, and it, not that I know steam. anything about soccer at all, but I don't care. Well,
0: no, listen, no, <laughs> that I understand, and I wanted to address that too. I understand your frustration with people every four years. Suddenly oh, have uh, suddenly God. have a fixation with the World Cup. Now for me because
1: I have followed from a distance there was also he, every year you talk about it and yeah. I've seen you talk about soccer not in the World Cup season as yeah. well so I can tolerate that from yeah. you
0: well like the other cool thing too is like I'll even just say it real quick because there's this like 20 year old kid who's playing in Germany Christian Polisic, Pulis- he's from New Jersey and he's killing it oh but I heard about
1: that kid actually dude, he's
0: really good as a young kid and he's he's playing in the top level in Europe so that tells you where he is oh, at wait
1: can I make another analogy sh- quick? please how would the Red Bulls do against the worst team in the European League
0: if the Red Bulls legitimately played, like, Liverpool... No, Liverpool's great. If they legitimately played, like, Tottenham Hotspurs, they would get annihilated.
1: Bingo. Every do, they single person, to get, do they deserve to get paid as dude, much?
0: Every single person... Thank you. Like, like all the greats, like Zlat- uh, Zlatan Ibraminovich, and the big one being Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, all these guys at the end of their careers playing for the Premier League, and everyone else playing across the world where majority of soccer is, the, it's, is where it's best. They come to America because they get paid more money here. Sure. Wayne Rooney is a Manchester United legend... And he's making stupid money so, playing for DC United.
1: Exactly. And going back to the whole um they're playing the same sports thing mm-hmm. um okay, let's do this then. If you I, I truly think the the Knicks would crush the best WMDA team. The best CFL team against the worst NFL team, what would happen? So, what so who's
3: Did, uh, what, they, they the, have slightly the the rules. Whose rules are they playing?
1: The NFL rules. Then
3: the NFL team.
1: Okay, and what would if happen? They're
3: playing the CFL rules. Oh, with, okay. the, with the thirty yard head start. They would
1: still win. They would still crush them. <laughs> they would still crush them. Dude, so I'm imagine bit,
0: Randy Moss with a thirty yard head start. This isn't on, a, on even a back. sexist
1: thing. It's just a matter of the level of competition is different based on physical differences. Where you're, there's a reason you play there. There's a reason college. What the Dude. best college teams? Like thirty percent of the players make it to the NFL. Dude, like, I de- I
0: definitely agree with you that. Like it, on paper, it is actually a different game.
1: It's absolutely it's, it's, it's a they, different game. You the rules use are a the dif- same. You use a different ball. Why that, do you think no. Japan? What would happen to the best Japanese baseball team against the worst Major League Baseball team?
0: I think they would compete for an inning or two. I, That's about well, it.
1: Well, do, do you know why so many Japanese pitchers come over to America and struggle? The baseball is stitched differently in Japan. Yeah, that's, what you're, that's yeah. why when Dice K came over, he couldn't throw the gyro ball. That anymore. was that
0: was the it's, big thing. I remember that. It's, the, yeah. it's,
1: it's different. They play by different rules. You pitch every or, sixth day rather than every fifth or, day. Or,
0: or who, like, or uh, who's that? Who's that kid that's pitching for the Dodgers right now? That's lights out right now. Oh, uh, oh, fucking what's what's his name? It's like who who run who? Yeah, yeah uh,
1: uh, J- um, uh, Ryu Ryu Ryu. Yeah, dude, he's, what, he's,
0: he's 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 alway, he's
1: always been good. Uh, he might be the Korean league. Korean. I, think I don't Korean remember, league. but
0: like regardless, like that's but that's a case. Of like,
1: what do you guys think of? Um, special, you you know what you guys I mean? think of? Uh, the London series, the idea of it.
0: Um, I actually do okay. So, I went I that went, game
1: yesterday was it was on paper as a Yankees fan. Obviously, it's great. You beat yeah. the Red Sox and you beat them at home, technically. Yeah. yeah, it took him an hour to play the first inning, dude. I, I was, I was talking that's to, not baseball. I can't, those games infuriate me. I, um,
0: I went to my personal trainer this morning I and mean, made him talk a lot of sports. And the first thing he said to me was, dude, baseball like 17 to 13. And in the back of my head, I'm like, well. The only that time, can be exciting. No, it definitely can be exciting, but part of me likes the small ball, like the one-two Absolutely. Run pitcher's Duel. I love that shit. And the one thing that that stuck out to my head was it's the first game ever in London, and they
1: score almost 30 Yeah, they Dude, score the 30 runs. Were, the pitchers were uncomfortable on the mound, because it's not a real mound. The, it probably was doesn't it feel lower? the same. Someone told me they, they lowered the They said it mound. may have been. So this this is... Let me break into context for you, just the length of this game. I don't remember know what the final time was yesterday. So... I, I put it on in the sev- and I put it on at four or at five o'clock, and it's in the seventh inning for a game that started at one. Okay, two days prior. The Rays and the Twins played an 18-inning game that lasted five hours and 28 minutes. Which that sounds and Yankees, right. Yankees Red Sox was four hours in and still in the seventh inning, and that's I think incredible. it ended up being five hours and 15 minutes total.
0: That's a long and time. And Yankees dude. Red
1: Sox games are the longest games in the league, anyway. They literally added in the rules to speed up the game because of Yankee Red Sox game because they were averaging 14 more minutes per game than any other game in baseball.
0: Now, what's the reason for that? It's just because like they just
1: played each other tough and it, stuff. Was that's part of it. No, it's like it's, it's like because a, every every player, but, but be, Derek Jeter takes the pitch, he steps out, adjusts yeah, it's, the elbow guard. You said, right. it, was, it wasn't just Jeter. It was Jeter, A-Rod, well, Pedroia, Yucalus. Well, uh, they all, yeah, did is that they also, all did it. Is
0: that also part of the reason that they added, almost, not a shot clock. like a they, ad, Well, like ad, a
1: pitch clock is coming. Yes, mm-hmm. A pitch clock, they're already using it in the minors. And by the next two years, it's going to be in Major League Baseball. And certain pitchers are going to be completely screwed by it. Like the Mets played, uh, when they played the Cubs a couple weeks ago, Um, Hugh Darvish was pitching against them. It took him eight minutes for the first batter because of how slow he works. And it was only seven pitches. So that's, he was that's crazy because they work Japanese players work way slower and but the good ones speed it up Tanaka has sped it up Chin Ming Wang uh, Chinese I think he was Chinese yeah. Yeah, um, Chin he Wong, he yeah. sped it up when he started getting really good the good years K had he sped it up Yu Darvish has struggled because at the times when he's struggling he slows it down mm-hmm. and that's because that's the way it works over there um, but to have a first inning last an hour and have that many different pitchers and batter around and the final score looks great and I watched some of it the uh, the. Energy was great there, and then after when the first inning, it was still going on after 40 minutes. I put on uh, "Made in America." Um, (laughs) Yeah, I put that on. By the way, I I also need to retract us, um, for a second because the OJ thing where he was DMing people is fake. Oh, it is fake. And Josh, thanks for reminding us. Oh yeah, thanks for reminding us, dude. Appreciate it. Are you thinking about advertising? Yes, I am. You should call Lobo Sound. I should. Do you need a website? Yes. You should call Lobo Sound. Call because, Lobo Sound. Because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising community. Radio. radio. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to just Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach where you, who you want to reach when you want to reach them on all applications and devices. For more information, please call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's, That's 630-244-9704. Or, or you can visit them at www.lobosound.com. That's L-O-B-O-Sound.com com Mention you watch I listen And you will get A 10% discount 10% Again Call 630-244-9704 Or visit Lobosound.com Mention you watch I listen For your 10% discount
0: Bad uh, yeah. hey, My name is the Regio. Radio that's, that's funny every time So but Guess what, bros and broads? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go down and put these links in your uh, whatever thing and go to twitch.tv slash Shots Shots for Likes podcast, Mixer.com. Slash Shots for Likes, or visit ShotsforLikesPodcast to go and click on the YouTube icon to watch them on YouTube. Drink with
1: us, and as always, don't be a kunta <laughs> kente. They actually had a really nice episode. They
0: were talking Red Dead Two the other night. Were they? Oh,
1: did he finally play it instead of giving me shit about loving Red Dead
0: Two? No, no, no. I, I no, he was just like going into like why it's a great game. He was giving you shit because I you will... only played Red Dead, and there's a bunch of other RPGs yeah, that you would like sure. because of it. But I, but no, RPGs never been your thing. No, I know they, that.
1: I, very few, few yes, and far between. No, I know that. All right. Last word. Let's get to it. Okay. Um, I'm going last for a specific reason. So. I know your reason, and I'm right. excited to see it. Who wants to go first? Josh. Josh. Right, Taylor,
0: you go first while I set this up. Oh, you piece of shit. All right. You so, are a piece of shit. He has a
1: good point here.
0: <laughs> so, actually, um, I'm actually going to need your help here, too. Um, I want you to pull something up for me. I, I should have coordinated with you better, but when mm. you get a second, just go to um, mm-hmm. Mayday Parade Emo Medley you on, on YouTube, please. Um, big cost. So... I gave you the album yes. "A Lesson in Romantics" earlier, and the reason why I gave it was because of this particular medley that sure. um, the first one, Josh, was um, Derek Sanders was doing um, uh. on their last tour. So this is live at their show, and Derek Sanders it. does an emo medley. A lot of songs that were that were big. Uh, fast forward a little bit for me, Josh, when you get a second. Um, fast forward, bit, right about there, yeah.
1: So now he's just doing the medley. So this Kevin Durant signing with the Brooklyn Nets. No four shit. years, $164 million deal. Mac contract. Irving will sign for four years, $141 million. Which, dude, they just got Kyrie and Durant.
3: Holy I don't shit. hate it as much as I did, but I still wish they would keep... Uh, Can I finish my last word? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just had to break the news. No,
0: that's that's, that's a big story. Yeah. So like, it's just because... Midday Day Parade was around during all this stuff. My Chemical Romance, New Found Glory, Taking Back Sunday. This is cool. And him doing his own little, you know, like, interpretation and paying homage to where the scene was, where everyone started. Yeah. That's cool. And it's, awesome and it's really, really nice. Let's see. Here's so, this is your favorite one. Why
1: should I feel anything? Come on, Taylor Crow. Anyone (laughs) Dude,
0: I crowd surf to this part every time It's the only time I'll crowd Dude, this song live is so much fun I tell everyone when you go see Taking Back Sunday You can't hear Adam sing because everyone sings the song Dude, it's my favorite concert every
1: Christmas show Every Christmas show is my favorite concert every year It's so much fun
0: Ready?
3: Unless you go with
1: uh, Shaggy
0: Now now, now this is his song This is why it's cool Because all those songs were big And he's like, you know what?
1: man this is a guy that just loves music man i respect i'm getting like goosebumps this This is really cool because it 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 blows me away dude look i literally have goosebumps it really does. no there's certain music when i hear it and it can be the lyrics it can be the way a voice sounds like when i hear freddie mercury and somebody to love on the second verse when he stretches it makes the hairs on the back of my balls stand up and that that's that's
0: actually a verse from a song that's on that album
1: that's fucking And cool. that's the
0: reason why is because that was like, they were there during that whole time and they stuck through it because a lot of bands aren't around anymore. Yeah. that were originally in the scene during that time period. And I just want to just pay all the respect that I can. I possibly I'm really excited to Derek Sanders for doing something like that, throwing in My Chem, Newfound Glory, and um, Taking Back Sunday. I respect show, that. Showing
1: I'm, everyone. You made me even more excited to hear this Dude, album now. they're amazing.
3: All right, Josh. Okay, so uh, obviously now the news has broken, but it was speculation that up is to this crazy. point. Um, when you have a young team, and you're an up-and-coming team, and you have guys that are 22, 23, 23 You want to keep old, them if they're you, contributors. You know, if they're playing well, and they're on the upswing of their career, and they're, again, 22 and 23 years old, why would you let them go for the likes of a guy who just ruptured his Achilles, Yeah, yeah, who's in his 30s, and another guy who has injury concerns over the last 5 very good seasons. player i'm not saying he's not a good player i'm not player. saying he's he not has a good player he's character questions too locker room questions leadership questions to me what when i look at what this team did this year from where they were 3 4 years ago last year even the yeah. year before mm. to to be on an upswing like this to make the playoffs and to have a guy win a road playoff the, who game can be the leader of your team who is 20 Two Dude, years and, and old. He,
0: he was he was he was an outcast in L. A. Yeah, you know and I mean, He's and just now he might be it. going
3: back to the Lakers. Going, it's just, going. it drives me crazy. You know, it, it's it's two huge signings, uh, two guys that are that have won championships in this league that are superstars, future Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. You know, absolutely. I just I know that we're not giving up draft picks like we did, and I know sure. that they're not old and washed up like KD. Kyrie's not going to suck. He's not. He should.
1: KD does, KG. The, um, like, the the thing that worries me about Kyrie. I still have so much PTSD from Darren Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who when no, we signed him, it, that was like that got praised more than Knicks getting Carmelo. They were like yeah. they got arguably the best two way point guard in the league and how mm-hmm. did it go for us? He had one decent year. Yeah, the second year mm-hmm. I think. Dude, Darren Williams made Jerry Sloan quit. Dude, and it's but maybe Kyrie coming into a team that doesn't isn't or the, the Celtics. I'm not, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. The Celtics were already like, considered a favorite when he came to them, right? Yeah. He was already a favorite. So he was coming into a team that had leadership already. He's coming into a team now that doesn't have that established player, you could say. Yeah. It'll be his team until mm-hmm. Durant comes back.
3: I don't know. What's I like the, the point coach. In I like I... for four years when you're really only going to have him for three.
1: Yeah, well, that may be a good thing. Honestly, it may be a good thing. Would I mean? Would you want him to sign him to the fine, five yeah. years? That's what I mean. So, in theory, it makes sense. And it, say they do well this year with Kyrie, and then Durant comes back at eighty percent of what he was. You draft well. You make some other key signings. I, I got to give the Nets credit for being ambitious, and I also got to give them credit because this now became the worst case scenario for the New York Knicks. It really did, and it's hilarious. It's dude. I, I I don't want to shit talk, but I got to tell Adam Stockinger. I told you the Knicks weren't getting him, <laughs> I
2: love and me, you love told
1: me you told me the Nets weren't getting Durant. I was confident they getting Kyrie. Within the last week, I was convinced they were getting Durant as well. Um, I think I tweeted it a couple times from our account, Josh. That Net, they're going to sign Durant, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Which you know it's kind of cool. When when's the last time any of our teams, and maybe take the Yankees out of the equations, signed from another team a generational talent under any circumstance? Oh, sorry, Peyton Manning, Broncos. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, Demarcus Ware, Demarcus Ware, Akeem Talib Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. Um, I'm I'm just it's it's cool to see that my team is take and it's going to bring some life when Durant comes back too. That dude, and if the Knicks still suck, it'll be even better. All right. I'm, Josh, I'm ex- why don't you I'm play ex- what you're gonna play before Dude, first?
0: I am excited to listen to the fan this week after that, honestly. I really Yeah, am. it's
1: gonna be awesome. I can't yeah. wait to hear Beningo.
3: So just about the a little bit of a backstory. There was a game earlier on in the week the uh Mets were losing in the ninth. No, they game. were winning in the ninth. No 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 no, no but prior to the <coughs> lose, prior to that. When this happened. Did
2: Frazier just tie it up with a home run? He did. Took lead, oh, actually. took the lead. That was a two run homer. Wow, I just saw the ball going in the seats. That's a clutch home run. Wow, that's a. Yeah, Frazier tied it. And, and then they were very, losing
3: very shortly thereafter. So that, let's
2: see if he can get Segura out first. Segura hits a shot. Home run.
1: Yeah. Wait, are you ready? You...
2: Unbelievable!
1: <laughs> I, I'm okay with listening to this. Yeah, I'm all right with it too.
2: So this guy comes in and gives up five runs. That to... sums it up. Fire to... all of them. Don't even bring them back to New York. You know what? Let the bus go the other way, please. I saw this. Tomorrow man. night, let the 69 Mets take the field. <laughs> they do a better job against the Braves. This is unbelievable. There's Frazier hits one of the, one of the biggest home runs you could hit in, in your life. Kept the Mets alive. 2 1 Mets. They had an insurance run. 3 1 Mets. Go to the bottom of the ninth. They traded. To get this kid, the great reliever, they bring Diaz in here. All he's got to do is get a rocking chair, a rocking chair save against the bottom of the lineup.
0: Wow, I agree. Don't usually say that. Walks
2: the first batter, gives up a home run to the eight hitter, (laughs) and then gives up a three-run jack to Segura. Did he play for the? On his thirty-eighth pitch or whatever the heck it was. (laughs) He's done, he's shot, bullpen shot, team shot, manager's shot, the pitching strategist, who the hell knows what he does in the first place. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Just listen. Let the Mets take the bus. Instead of coming north on a turnpike, send it south. Let the 69 Mets suit up tomorrow night. This is a disgrace. I I can't even believe it. (laughs) You can't lose this game. Yeah. They stink so bad Four. you can't even well, make it up. That's by the
1: Phillies, who were lost seven in a row coming 37 into the series. 37-45. and
2: 45. Diaz goes down and gives up two homers and five runs. <laughs> after Frazier hits the clutch home run of the year to keep this team breathing. I completely agree. You've got to be kidding me. Get rid of all of them. <laughs> They're a bunch of jokers, Alonzo, I apologize. <laughs> McNeil, I apologize. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Degrom, maybe I apologize. <laughs> the rest of you, you stink. Back after this.
1: All right. I tell you what. So man, it's not wrong coming from. And I hate to say One it of my One of my uh, idols, Mr. Mike Francesa. Okay. Um, he was obviously watching the game live as it happened. Um, and this was just, uh, the cherry on top to what had been, if you need to like, if I need to describe to someone what it's like being a fan of the New York Mets this week encompassed it perfectly. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Saturday, or Sunday, after the Mets lose, within an hour after the game, reports start coming out about some clubhouse clubhouse altercation between Mickey Calloway, uh, Tim Healy, and Jason Vargas. Uh, Jason Vargas had to be restrained by Noah Syndergaard and Carlos Gomez, telling the guy, I'll knock you the fuck out, bro. I I like tim healy a lot he's one of the few mets reporters that actually criticizes the owners not many of them do that because they're afraid of them and all he said to mickey apparently was see you tomorrow mickey after mickey was challenged for not using um uh, edwin diaz on a five out save after he said will you a month ago we'll use edwin diaz in four to five out saves hasn't done it since okay so he doesn't use him they lose the media asks him why didn't you use Diaz why didn't you use Diaz and then he he freaks out on the guy tells him um, don't be a wise ass motherfucker Uh, get this motherfucker out of the clubhouse has security remove him wonderful Next day rolls around on Monday. Uh, They send out Mickey Calloway to talk to the media. Says that he talked to Tim Healy in private, apologized, um, but he wouldn't apologize to the media. Just said, you know, I wish I handled it differently. Decided to invoke Billy Martin, who once punched a reporter as a good defense or whatever. I actually had no problem with what Mickey Calloway said. I thought it was okay. I I didn't need to know what he said to Tim Healy in public, and I don't think he had to publicly apologize either. Jason Vargas did not apologize at all. Um, Had said, uh, you don't know what happened, whatever. The Mets send Mickey Calloway out two hours later to then apologize again. Something I've never seen before. Ownership, front office has him by the balls. An hour later. After that, it comes out that Brody Van Wagenen has been managing games from home, telling Mickey Calloway via a third party when to remove players from games, specifically removing Jacob deGrom from a game a month ago when he uh, had a hip, a cramp in his hip. Okay, From home, sending the manager to, to tell him what to do. Also leads me to believe that Mickey wants to use Edwin Diaz in four to five out saves in the front office and ownership told him no because we owe this guy money and he's young and we don't want to get him hurt. Yep. Okay. So then we have this terrible series with the Phillies where we get swept, encompassed by Edwin Diaz continuing to be t- Terrible and a complete disappointment. I think I said a month ago, he stinks. There's something wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I still believe that there's going to be something that comes out about his elbow because his slider has no depth. Gene Segura, who hit the walk-off home run, said specifically this guy was unhittable last year and it's just not there. Maybe it's a clubhouse. No shit, it's a fucking clubhouse. Mm-hmm. No shit, it's a front office. Because the Wilpons picked GM that I was in favor of that they could control because this guy knows he can never blow the shot again because he should have never gotten the job because he's an agent, not a GM. So he's doing exactly what the ownership tells him. And that's what the Wilpons want. They want people in there that will listen to yes what they man. say. They listen to what they say. Do you want to know? It gets even better, guys, this week in the Mets, okay? So they had the 69 team honoring yesterday. 50 years since the 69 team. Really nice ceremony. Obviously, since 1969, a lot of the players on the team that were on the team died, right? Yep. They do the in memoriam. They put two players up there that are not dead in the in memoriam. Awesome. Okay, so the Mets can't even get who's alive and dead right, and I'm supposed to have confidence that these asshole Wilpon Mets owners are going to get it right. And Mickey Callaway, before that fucking game on a uh, Friday night, comes. Up, he's on with Francesa, handles the interview really well, but he even straight up said, "Oh yeah, we're going to need a miracle to come out of this." You can't That's say what I that. want to hear from the manager that we need a miracle. You can't say. He You can't say that. Yes, they were called the Miracle Match. It was 1969. Okay, They didn't have a bullpen that is giving up runs every single night. That game that Diaz blew, the bullpen pitched well from guys I didn't expect. Dude, the Brooks like- Pounder, uh, Chris Flexen didn't give up any runs. when Diaz comes out and gives up five runs. Who, outside of Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonso should have any sort of faith in? I have no faith in anything that goes on. Pete Alonso's doing the home run derby. Should be really cool. I expect him to fucking tear a lap muscle in it. Yep. That's where my faith is at. And I have friends that are not Mets fans, but they want to see them do well for me. Like, why do you retweet things that are making fun of them? Like... Like, I have to justify being a fan and having fun with it. Like, I have to laugh at this because it's so insane. Literally, since 2006, they've made the playoffs twice. 2007 collapsed. 2008 collapsed. 2009, Luis Castillo drops the ball. 2010, they signed Jason Bay. He sucks. 2011, uh, th- nothing happens. 2012, Johan Santana, no-hitter, never pitches again the same way. It just goes on and on. 2015, they make the World Series. They lose. 2016, they get a wild card. They lose the wild card game. Since then, nothing Nothing. Nothing. You, you got Terry Collins left because of the owners. He would have kept managing. Yes, he's older, but he would have kept managing. But the Wilpons started getting their fingers on it because they thought the team was closer than they were. The 2015 team was magical. They had a lot of things going for it and a lot of things break right. And the teams that win the World Series generally have everything work right perfectly for them sometimes. Mm-hmm. A few years ago when the Red Sox won, I think in 2013, everything went right. The next year they were terrible instantly. The Mets had everything go right. And the young pitching that we thought would be here for five, six years hasn't worked out. Where's no assistance. He's coming back today. Where has he been? Has he been good this year? No. Has he lived up to what we thought he was going to be? No. No, He's been good when he's on there, but he hasn't been the ace. Jacob deGrom has been good this year. He hasn't been Jacob deGrom last year. That's an unrealistic expectation. If he's Jacob deGrom, I'm happy with him. Zach Wheeler, up and down. Steven Matz, up and down. Jason Vargas is the most consistent thing on this team. And now the whole team is mad at him. Even if Mickey says they're not, the front office is mad at him because of the way he handled it. Teammates are mad at him because they like the reporter it was. What on this team Goes right outside of Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonso. Absolutely nothing. I I would go as far as to say I, I like that Vargas is pissed off. I like yeah, I, that Vargas is doing shit like I that. I don't like that he, he's saying there's something else to this that you guys aren't saying. Then say it. That, Why aren't right. your teammates defending you? Yeah, no, Why is everyone that. corroborating the same exact story except you? You got mad. We get it. But if you're a veteran on this team that sucked last year and is doing good this year, you need to be more accountable. Jacob deGrom was willing to go up there and take the heat for it because he's a leader, which I've not seen since David Wright. Yep. But who on this team is doing anything to justify being brought back next year outside of deGrom Alonzo and McNeil no one Mickey Calloway shouldn't be back the pitching coach shouldn't be back Chili Davis shouldn't be back I don't want anyone on this team outside of those guys back next year
3: whatever happened to is this is he oh
1: there? he broke his ankle on a fucking ranch oh. when he was rehabbing I thought maybe he'd be back in August or September no he fell in a hole on his fucking ranch and broke his ankle in two places by the way they owe him money for two more fucking years yep. oh who signed his contract the Mets GM Brody Van Wagenen yep okay so what okay so look at everyone graded their off season. As like an A, all right? Sign Wilson Ramos, uh, extended DeGrom, uh, Jed Lowry, all these moves. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Where the fuck uh, is Edwin he? Diaz, Cano. What has Cano done this year besides bat 220? And the three hole of all and places. In the three hole. Mickey Calloway, why won't you drop him? Oh, because Brody Van is saying you can't, okay? So what faith should I have in anything about this sucking bullshit New York Mets team. Um what was the kid that
0: what was the kid they just signed from high school that pitcher that They had three? a great draft. Yes, that's right. They had I'm, a great draft. Yeah. Yes.
1: And those guys will be no, here no, in four years. No, 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 that's I'm agree
0: I'm just saying Alan. Like, if, if you could look for a tiny Matt Allen, Matt could, Allen
1: and Brett Beatty, they drafted. I'm saying yes. if
0: you could look for a tiny silver lining. The everyone smallest. every
1: expert is grading their draft as the best this past season. But they also got graded as having one of the best off-seasons here. Where has Jed Lowry been? Wilson Ramos was supposed to hit. He's hit okay. His defense is supposed to be good. His defense has been horrendous. Mm -hmm. Their defense is disgustingly bad. They can't turn a double play to save their life. They have infielders playing the outfield. Uh, Dom Smith, to his credit, has been an awesome hitter this year. I would be okay with keeping him, but he has no position. Trade him for something. But why do I have any faith in the people who would make the trade to make the right trade? This is the only way this is going to go. The guys they traded for uh, Cano and Diaz, Jared Kelenic, who was the first round pick last year and Justin Dunn who was his third round pick a few years ago. He's going to become Mickey Mantle, Kalanick, and the other one's going to become Sandy Koufax. It's the only way this ends with the Mets. It's the only way it happens. When you trade guys, they become legendary. Nolan Ryan was a pretty good pitcher. He became fucking Nolan Ryan once the Mets traded him. Okay? So why am I supposed to have any fucking belief that anyone on this team and anything will go right? Well,
0: uh, you shouldn't, and I completely agree with you, especially because now, like, I'm just seeing it. I it's just, upsetting. I, the, 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 un, the incompetence is what blows Dude, my mind. I don't understand. It's,
1: it's so upsetting because it's... The things that are happening t- now dude, Are the, the same things that were happening 10 years ago But dude, it's not even a The part that's more annoying Is that the team isn't even that bad Well, they the bullpen score, the Dude,
0: b- they, the bullpen speaks the for itself The bullpen's the problem The outside, bullpen's the main problem Outside of Seth Lugo And Seth Lugo can't even do it right most No, he time. can't either But like, if you Like, they score runs You just heard Francesca say it Yeah, the run Frazier's, ba- is Frazier's batting is batting great well, this year dude. Frazier's been great this Jeff, year Jeff McNeil's batting over 300 Alonzo beat uh, Dallas Strawberry's rookie home run this record is,
1: This is what I do If I'm Brody Van Wagenen I trade Frazier I trade Wheeler, and I trade Noah Syndergaard. I I would do that too. I would trade someone because Wheeler, you're gonna—he's he, getting traded within the month, guarantee you. Syndergaard, you'll get more for because he's under team control. Yeah, that's how I feel about the no, fucking Mets. No, no,
0: let me let me ask you two questions. One. How do you feel about McNeil at some point finding his way at second base because Robinson Cano is probably going to be hurt? I would hurt.
1: prefer him at second base. Okay, good. He's played a very decent outfield for a guy that hasn't played outfield since high school. They had a great Mickey Calloway. To his, I actually don't even fully blame Mickey Callaway because I think he's being hold, held by his balls by the front office yeah, I, entirely. I um, he said a quote about Jeff McNeil that Jeff McNeil is an old school baseball player. He could play any position and he's confident if we needed him to start, he'd pitch a shutout. And that's how I picture Jeff McNeil. Yeah, And... and But I, he should be the second baseman. baseman. Or but if you trade Frazier, make him the third baseman. That's his natural position. But
0: okay, here's here's my next thing because I heard someone mention this and I found it to be very interesting.
1: Rosario to center?
0: No, which would make sense. I'm not against either. He's quick as shit. Yeah. What. What's the possibility of maybe moving Alonzo to third? No, I, don't like, I don't, don't like it. I don't like it. Explain to me why. Okay, I, so Pete I, Alonzo, to the me. knock
1: on him, it's always been said that he's going to hit, but the knock has been that he should probably he's be defensive. a DH. He's defensive. And he's turned out to be a very, very good defensive first baseman. He leads the league in spook, uh, spooks. Oh, shit. Uh, Easy. That's a, that's a legit <laughs> I accident. I, I didn't mean to. Uh, picks it for, <laughs> I see Josh's face is lit up right now like <laughs> it's Christmas. It. Uh, yeah, good job. Um, he that, Let's see if he can get... Sorry, that wasn't what I am trying to... I don't know why... You fucked up.
3: I didn't. The hell he spooks up
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> so, he leads the league in uh, picks at first base. He's played a very good defense, and he's had to bust his ass to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually when guys are busting their ass to be good defensively, they struggle at the plate, and if they're struggling to be good at the plate, they bring it into the field. That happened to Ahmed Rosario earlier this season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to f- uh, fix what ain't broken. That's not. I'm with you on that. So, I'd be okay. more inclined to put Dom Smith at third. I was about to say. Because Dom it? Smith is hitting really, really well. He had three straight games where he hit home runs of the opposite field, only player in the league to do that this year. And um I, I would I'd be more inclined to try Dom at third, but I'm more inclined to trade Dom to an American league team where he could play first base in D H. Yeah. Now the question is will the Mets do any of these things? No probably not. I would hope that they they do it, but I hope they don't bite at the first person that says, hey, we'll give you this uh, low A ball relief pitcher for Zach Wheeler. No, you're going to give me up at least a B-level prospect mm-hmm. who's two years away for Zach Wheeler, if not someone that's major league ready now. Zach
0: Wheeler's not a bad pitcher, man. No, and
1: his numbers are very inflated based on a couple of bad innings, but he's gone, he's gone seven innings I more know. than any pitcher I in the league this year. I was there when he
0: gave up 10 fucking runs yeah. to the Nationals. He's given dude. up,
1: he's, he's gone seven innings deep more than any pitcher in the league this year. But everything else, it's just a calamity. Of the errors, it wasn't the injuries for a while. Then it became the injuries. Who would have thought Cano would have been this bad? Who would have thought Diaz would have been this bad? Who would have thought that everything like this would go wrong? That uh, Rosario would go go a week when he couldn't feel the fucking ball. Where Wilson Ramos is just hitting grounders. Mm-hmm. Where um, they don't have an actual center fielder. Who would have thought Brandon Nimmo would end up with a herniated disc in his neck? So they don't have a true leadoff hitter. What are your thoughts on Juan Lagares? Uh, he should be gone. He should have been DFA? gone a while ago. I would designate him for assignment, but his contract's so heavy, you might as well just keep him on because you don't have anyone else and this is how bad the state of the Mets is if any anything else like this was happening Tim Tebow would be up but Tim Tebow is hitting 142 in the minors and he's striking out 42% of the time yeah, that's and he only has one home run and so Tebow clearly couldn't make the f- jump from Double A AA to AAA you think he's gonna be able to hit in the majors when no he sell a couple tickets you can't even do that nope. no one wants to be there the 69 Mets would have been more competitive over this fucking weekend it's, 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 so now they've lost what I think 6 or 7 in a row just got swept by the Phillies in Philadelphia blew a lead after the fifth inning in every single game. The first game, their win probability after the seventh inning was 71%. The second game, it was 82%. The third game, it was 87%. That fourth game that Edwin Diaz blew, their win probability in the seventh inning was 94%.
0: Dude, I'm telling you and it stinks too because I'm going I'm going on Tuesday to the Subway Series.
1: The, the landlord asked me, she's like, do you want to go to a game soon? And I was like, I can still have fun in the game but I am yeah. so reluctant to give the Willpons any of my attention or money well, right now. The
0: only reason why I'm even going is because I'm so angry. My um, uh, my mother gave, bought me these tickets like for Christmas so I that's just, why I wanted to go I, I i
1: i wish i could fathom and fuck you josh actually by the way fuck you josh for all the shit you talked that i cursed the fucking yankees yeah did i did i or you just didn't know your fucking team you had about three seconds to turn this off before i turn you off
0: you start spreading the news dude
1: this it, it's it, it, yeah you know what? keep it keep a fucking play. keep it fucking <laughs> go go, dude. because you got a New York team that lost everyone who'd they lose this season for a while they lost Aaron Judge they lost Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> Gary Sanchez at the DL they didn't have Didi Gregorius you lost your fucking uh the the third baseman whose name I'm forgetting now who's out for the year with the shoulder surgery who was the rookie last year. Fantastic Andy player. Moore? You had Clint Frazier yeah. who can't fucking cut his hair and he can't field the fucking ball. You fucking had to go get Kendrys Morales who broke his ankle celebrating the walk off in the 2010 Caracion, season. You had to trade for Edwin Carraziño who was leading the American League in home runs at the time. The Mets, meanwhile, have the rookie leading the league in home runs. They have Jack McNeil who's second in the fucking league in batting. You ha- you signed Wilson Ramos who hit 25 home runs last year. The reigning Cy Young winner and Jacob DeGrom who had a historic season, one of the best seasons in the last 20 years. You traded for a guy that had a 1.97 ERA last year to be your closer. His ERA is over over 5 now. You trade for Robinson Cano, who has never batted less than 280 in his career. He's batting 224 with 4 home runs <laughs> and 18 RBIs. He has 18 doubles, though. Ooh, no extra one base on hits. base. Oh, we can't field the ball either. He can't go left or to his right because he's fucking garbage. Ahmed <laughs> <laughs> Rosario couldn't field the ball for a month. Juan Ligares can't field the ball at all. Guess what else he can't do? What? Fucking hit. At Michael all. Conforto gets a concussion. Comes back, gets another concussion. how they mishandle that? There's a calamity of errors. I'd rather deal with Luis Castillo dropping a pop fly at Yankee Stadium on a pop-up from <laughs> Mark Teixeira DeS- from a Rod, and Mark Teixeira, because he's a Yankee, decides to hustle, while Robinson Gano can't run out of fucking grounder to first. It's so, amazing. meanwhile, Mickey Calloway is fighting with the media. Jason Vargas is trying to physically fight the media. Uh, no one on the team wants to take leadership. Jacob deGrom gets a cramp uh, a cramp in his hip. Jacob deGrom has a shoulder problem. Noah Syndergaard pulls a hamstring. Jason Vargas pulls a hamstring. What else happens? Steven Matz hits a deal. Zach Wheeler gives up a home run after having a has lead. Has
4: anybody seen
1: Jed Lowry? Has anyone seen Jed Lowry, by the way? Has anybody, has anybody seen, seen Jed Jen- Lowry? Has anyone seen Seth Lugo's sister, your best relief? you want to know why that's great? Because if he pitches one inning, you can't use him the next day. If he pitches two di- innings, you can't use him for two days. So you have a setup man that can only be a setup man three days a week. So what whose this-
4: idea was familiar? Who's?
1: Who's- that- yeah, you could have signed Adam Adovino instead of Jerry I Guess who did sign Adam Adovino the to, the kind of- to the Yankees? And guess what his ERA is? Like 1.98. What Jerry Cermilia is like, 17! Sox, and they're saying it's a shoulder problem. No, it's a he signed with the Mets problem. Because that's what happened. They signed Jason Bay back in the day, coming off a top three MVP finish in the Boston Red Sox. And he hit seven home runs in his first year. Seven home runs. The best thing Jason Bay ever did as a Met was hit a walk-off useless bloop while fucking Mariano Rivera that meant nothing Ooh. yeah exactly so what else is going right for this team tell me oh Todd Frazier might get you a low A ball prospect because he's fucking 40 oh did you know he played for Tom's River in the Little League World Series he's I a do. local boy oh you know who else he was better with the fucking Yankees because they do things right and the Mets because they're built. built they're, they're probably built on an ancient Indian burial ground where they, bu- they buried Bill Buckner's dead baby under there and this is what they fucking I don't even know if Bill Buckner has a dead baby. He probably <laughs> does. <laughs> Sorry, numbers about too. Bill Buckner. Remember when they traded R.A. Dickey, and they got that who was supposed to be the best catching prospect in the league, and yeah. they got a, a pitcher that no one was ever going to hear of? They traded for Travis Darnell. Where's he? Oh, he's playing first for the Rays. Is he? He stinks. because yeah, he got dfa from the Dodgers Noah Syndergaard, who's been pretty good, and his career has been terrible this year. Everything goes wrong because his team stinks. The Mets stink, and I stink, too. Yeah, you do, and that I was episode fifty nine. You watch, I listen. That
0: was an epic rant. I just want to give, honestly, that's a round of applause. Yeah, because... you guys to put
1: some stuff up in the back there, at like Luis Castillo dropping the balls nah. and injuries. I can just give you a list. Oh, by the can I just list off some more Mets things here, please? Carlos Beltran looking at strike three in Game Six, uh, uh, Game Seven of the two thousand six yeah. NLCS. Um, Ryan Church getting a concussion, and they t- doctors told him don't let him fly with the team. He flew with the team, missed the rest of the season. Uh, Carlos Beltran in his first year with the Mets, colliding with Mike Cameron, tearing his ACL, missing the rest of the season. Uh, Johan Santana being left out for one hundred thirty four pitches for a no-hitter, tearing his shoulder up and never pitching again.
0: What about uh, Carlos Delgado? Anything bad?
1: Uh, Carlos Delgado, I mean did not anything in particular. Jose Reyes taking himself out of the lineup uh, to preserve the batting title in 2011 before signing with the Marlins. That's pretty lame. It just uh, uh, David Wright, there's a million things I could name. It just goes on and on and I'm just I'm done. This was episode 59. If you watch, I listen. Um, we will see you guys next week with episode 60. The picks again this week. We're 28 days later in the May Day Parade's A Lesson in Romantics. See you guys later. next
0: week. Goodbye.